0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom Shakalaka!
1: This week on Nintendo Main, it's episode 400. We're going to talk about our top five franchises that are not Mario or Zelda.
0: It was a different time. Our quotes were more guttural and succinct. Like.
2: Now
1: I know I'm curious. I don't know. I don't know what comes after that. That's like, uh, yeah, it sounded like that was some some special effects for a fighting game. Welcome to the Nintendo Main Podcast, episode four hundred. We are at the big four zero zero. It only took what like lots of years. I don't keep track of how many. Lots eight, of eight, years eight and years, even more beers. Eight years, something like that.
0: Yeah, we're at, we're sitting around eight years, I think.
1: We started in like 2015, in the end of 2015. But yeah, we are you. We are here. We are your hosts. We're here to talk to you about Nintendo franchises that are not Mario or Zelda, and also other shit. But we are your hosts. I'm Trey Soft Combat Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy 100 emoji times four. Fear, 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 fear. Mikowski.
1: That's the sound of those annoying. Uh, Whatever
0: air the, horns, yeah. Air I'm horns. I'm really in like a sound effects mood tonight. I mean, you sound
1: The your version of it is sounded better than the actual thing, so I'll take that.
0: I I, I softened it a bit for you because I know you you're a soft gamer or soft combat.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Soft combat is a game that's playing behind me for anybody who's watching the video. You get to see these videos behind me that you would only see through Patreon, Patreon. I know there are videos within videos. I, I set up the whole. Recording a studio so I could put TVs behind me to play.
0: We've we- come a long way from when I used to record on my phone.
1: As of right now, we Sitting have... Sitting in a
0: dark room by myself.
1: Yeah. We have dueling Mortal Kombat 1s here. We have Mortal Kombat 1 for Switch and Mortal Kombat 1 for Genesis. That's what I have going on there. I put the Genesis 1 up because the Super Nintendo one doesn't do a demo mode. I mean, it does, but it doesn't do fighting, so...
0: Not as good of an attract mode. So
1: Gen, so Genesis 1, that that version. Even though I do think the Super Nintendo one looks better, even though it doesn't have blood.
0: Finish him with attract mode.
1: I did put the blood code in. So there you go.
0: Good. So it shows the blood in the in the attract mode as well now?
1: It does, yeah. It's in there.
0: That's bad. Yeah. That's badass.
1: Yes. Okay. I guess we could segue. Away. So let's start off our show as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. Woohoo!
3: <laughs> there
1: it is. <laughs> That's what we normally have on the show. Anyway, um, yeah, let's talk about games. So I got I got some stuff. I start off here. Nice. I, I finally got uh, Mortal Kombat 1, the uh, the famous Mortal Kombat 1 Switch game.
0: I heard it doesn't look that great.
1: You know what? It's not that bad.
0: But now you can speak from experience, and I, I do admire you walk, you it. You can look at it right, right here. It.
1: You can watch it. It's you
0: like actually it. purchased <laughs> this because you are that big of a fan of both Mortal Kombat and Nintendo that you said, I will take whatever crap comes with it because <laughs> I have to have this particular version on this particular console.
1: Well, but, let, let me let me tell you something. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice in the matter. If I wanted to get Mortal Kombat it on, 1. It's not
0: on PS4? No, it's not. I think we talked about that before. Yeah, I
1: forgot. it's really annoying. It's only on PS5 and Switch. So I only had one choice of getting it. If it was on PS4 I probably would have got it a long time ago, but I can't, so I had to get it on Switch because
0: well, I can't give you as hard of a time then.
1: So I'm not going to yes. buy a whole system just to just to play it. But I did, you know, I played through I played through the story mode of it, like I beat the game, you know, I beat the 8-hour story mode or whatever, and the story mode is great. I recommend I think that, you know, it was kind of rough to pay like $70 for it, which I didn't, by the way. I waited. I paid 40. Forty something, forty six, I think. For it, you
0: bought it secondhand, correct?
1: Yeah, I bought it used from eBay, and it actually went on sale new later for forty. So I should have just wait. Waited for, because uh, I was trying to wait for the Black Friday stuff, and it didn't happen yet. So I just, you know, I I I was on an auction, and I ended up like, you know, I was almost there, and I just was like, oh, I'll just bid again, and so I got on the auction on the auction. Anyway, I got it for forty six bucks. It took a long time. Long, probably longer time to get here if I would have just waited and bought the $40 one, but whatever. Anyway, I still got to play it regardless. And, uh, you know, they've actually they have updated it since it got all the shit when it came out. You know, it has, they have fixed some things. Like, when I, when I said my middle name was Soft Combat was because that sometimes in the game, like when I first started playing it, the the textures didn't load. So, like, all the characters were all, like, soft. Like, they all looked funny. Like, they're all kind of, like, like Smooth Yoda or whatever. If you've seen that online, where it's kind of like you know, this, everything looks real. There's no texture or anything to any did of. Did you characters. say Smooth Yoda? Yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen Smooth Yoda, where it's like where they take all those textures off and it's just it basically looks like like Dobby. It, it just it just looks like uh, it, it you know looks like Mortal Kombat. It looks like when you take all the textures off and it's just all smooth. But yeah, I did that when I first started playing it, and I realized that I don't know why. I actually like restarted it. I like turned it off and turned it back on, and then it looked a lot better. Like I reloaded the game, so and then all this, and then all the soft combat went away. So, whatever.
0: So then you just have to turn it off and turn it on again?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I like I just you know I I closed the game and then I went back in. But I was uh, so when I first started playing it, I was playing it while I was editing the podcast, so I didn't really do any of the story stuff. So I was just like, you know what, I'll just fuck around with the regular uh, arcade ladder. So I just, I jumped into the arcade mode and I was just playing around with that. And, uh, first, first match that I play, the game crashes and it kicks me out of the game. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this sucks. I was like, I hope it's not going to be like this, but that's the only time it did that. It only did it one time. Wow. It only, it only crashed one time.
0: It's like, are you a true fan? We're so, th- right now.
1: <laughs> so then I started it again and I was like, all right, well, I'll do I'll do a different, uh, arcade, an arcade person. And I was editing, you know, I paused it. I kind of like you know, I put it on, like, the menu screen, I went and made some food, and I came back, and then I go back in the game, and it's like, you lost your internet connection, and then it kicks me out of the arcade mode again, and I'm like, oh, okay, guess they don't want to play me, let me play the arcade mode, but uh, Mortal Kombat 11 was like that, too, you know, that isn't anything new, it was really weird that, like, it needed this consistent online thing for you to play the arcade mode and all that, which is really strange, especially for a game that's on a handheld system, or a handheld hybrid, it's like, yeah, you can only play it if you have the internet, so it's like, uh, okay, Or you can only play parts of it, I guess, I guess you could do story mode wherever, but for some reason, even to do, like, a ladder mode, you needed to be online, like the ladder arcade, so, so whatever, so that was really weird, so third time's a charm, I finally, third time I finally played through the arcade mode while I was editing, and I beat it with Scorpion. And uh, the game had gotten, you know, the the game had gotten a lot of shit for it. the main thing that I was worried about was the load times, you know, because the load times can be kind of long. And actually, they're you really don't notice them at all in the arcade mode, so that's cool. You can play through the arcade ladder fine, and you know, I didn't I didn't deal with loading and all that. And same with the story mode, like when you're on the story mode, that the the loading is hidden pretty much behind while they're playing the cutscenes, so they might they might kind of like. Uh, Stutter a little bit, the cutscene, but it's loading and then it'll be up. There's only, there's some parts where, like, at the end of the game, you have to fight, like, this big gauntlet of characters where there's not really any cutscenes in between, so there is, like, a little loading in that part because you have to fight, like, guy after guy after guy. So you'll see, like, a little Mortal Kombat dragon head. It's, like, a shadow that, like, will fill in, like, over and over again, and that's when it's loading. And that wasn't even really that bad either. The worst that the loading got was in the invasion mode. And invasion mode is this—it's like this Mario Party sort of thing, I guess. It's like a—it's like a board game that you move around, and the board is like Johnny Cage's uh, mansion, and you go and you do different like uh, missions or whatever. you know, like you—you you'll, like you'll pick, you'll like move to a spot, and it'll be like, okay, you got to do this, but then flying demons will drop stuff on you while you're trying to fight. Like there's like weird shit to the last. So you're,
0: you're like, like clean out the hot tub, and there's like demons, and then you're like. <laughs> You're, like, going to, like, stock the pantry, like, load up the groceries, and there's, like, sub-zeros in there, like, trying to freeze everything.
1: There's just demons everywhere just stopping whatever you're doing. No, yeah, you just... It It actually reminds me a lot of another ladder mode that I think was in... I don't know if it was in 11 or 10 or 9. It was one of those other Mortal Kombats where you would just go, you know, from challenge to challenge, and it would change. Like, some of them, like, the, like the gravity would shift, and it would be, like, tilted, or, or like, you would lose... Or you would like start with less life and you get more life back when you hit the guy. It's like kind of stuff like that, except it's put on a board, like a I actually party like board that. thing. I like I like those sorts sort of missions and stuff. The thing that sucks is every time you start a match, it takes like thirty to forty seconds to load. So there'll be this like burning mortal combat dragon thing that shows up on the screen and you just watch it burn and I timed it. And it would go. It would be anywhere from thirty seconds to forty seconds, which is a pretty long time if you're playing like a thing where you got to do like you know match after match after match. So that's annoying. That's like probably the worst thing I can say about it. But as far as like you know, getting it for forty bucks, like I say, you know, only get this is this is the only way that you can get it. Like me, you know, if you don't if you don't have a PS five or whatever. Oh, I think
0: I would they, say I, I. wonder if it's not on a, So it's not a PC either. So I would think if this isn't on PC, then that is kind of a I mean,
1: opportunity. My, I mean my piece I mean my, my PC wouldn't run it.
0: Well no, all I mean is like just going back to what you said about how can you play it. Like not everyone has a PS5, obviously. That's still a I don't think it's like hard to get them anymore, but not everyone can afford one.
1: It's hard it's hard to get if you uh don't have five hundred dollars sitting around.
0: Exactly. But um if that surely means besides the PS5, then it seems like Switch is an okay alternative for now, if you don't pay 70 bucks for it, possibly.
1: Yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean, like I said, for me, I've played all of the mainline Mortal Kombat games, so I just wanted to play it. And it was, you know, the story mode is really fun. Like I like the, so how does the story, like story the mode versus
0: that. the ladder? Like it's just, it's got cutscenes, but you're still going through a ladder essentially.
1: No, there's no ladder. Like, uh, what I mean, uh, what I mean in the ladder is, you know, the arcade mode, there's like the tower, and you know, right, no, you, I know that,
0: and that's and what I want. And you like, go up, and then you fight the guy the at the top, thing. and then it's over. I mean, is that essentially the same thing in the story mode? You're just, you don't see the ladder, but you're sequentially going through harder characters or something like that.
1: Not really. Like, uh, they've been doing this since I think it started in uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC, like that game, the original one for uh, PlayStation 3. I have it. I mean, I have all of them, like I said. But it's basically, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of, it'll be a bunch of like cut scenes and then you'll fight a match and then there'll be more cut scenes. But there'll be different, there'll basically be different chapters based on different characters. So it'll say like chapter one, sub zero. And then you'll play as sub zero for like four or five matches or whatever. And then it'll be like chapter two, whoever else. And then you'll play as that person for however many matches. And that's basically how it goes. And then when you get to the very, very end of it, they let you pick whoever you want. And then you do like that gauntlet mode, which is, I guess, kind of like the ladder minus the ladder. But that one's kind of funny because, uh, I guess this is kind of spoilers, but, uh, at the end of the game, the end of the game is basically the game, mortal Kombat Armageddon, which was on PlayStation two and Wii, if you remember that game, that was the, that was the second time where they took all the mortal Kombat characters and they stuck them all together in one, in one game. And, uh, and you get then and, and in that one there's like this big giant pyramid looking thing and you're going up the stairs and there's a big fight on the stairs and all that that's the premise of that this story basically ends with that with with you with you on that same at that same premise and it's supposed to be you know obviously because everything has it now now we have Mortal Kombat multiverses that's basically what this game is so even though it's called Mortal Kombat 1 it's actually Mortal Kombat 12 which I knew that anybody who, who played Mortal Kombat 11 knows
0: that so it's kind of like a Dragon Quest uh, Builders, right?
1: Uh, well, kind of. I mean, Dragon Quest Builders is kind of, I guess, is like an alternate reality stuck into, yeah. I guess, yeah, you could call it, you could say Dragon Quest Builders is like, is a multiverse thing because it is a different reality than whatever. It was the other choice you could have made at the end of the game. Right. But this one is like, so Mortal Kombat 11, there's this lady named Kronika. Uh, she's like the Time Lord, uh, she controls all the time of mortal combat she has like a fucking giant hourglass that controls all of the lives of the mortal combat characters or whatever anyway at, at the end of the story mode of that Liu kang beats her and he becomes the time god so Liu kang is the time god now so basically what happens in mortal combat 1 is Liu kang basically restarts the universe and tries to make uh, all of the bad guys into lesser characters so like you know, he makes it to where Shang Tsung and Quan Chi and Shinnok and all those whatever those guys make sure they never come into power or whatnot and tries to like steer it to how he wants it to be. So he's like the god of fire now, uh instead of you know, instead of Raiden. And Raiden's in it, but he's not the god of thunder. He's just like he's just a regular dude that gets a that gets a thunder talisman or whatever. Sub
0: Zero and a uh, Scorpion related or something.
1: Yeah, they're brothers now. Uh Sub Zero and Scorpion are brothers now. And actually it's a, uh, they kind of, it's fun because they basically take a lot of the characters and flip them around. So like, so like, instead of like, you know, Scorpion's always kind of been like the, the, the villain character and dead, he's been dead in like all of the games, but he's alive now. And he's like kind of more the, more of the hero and Sub-Zero is the bad guy. So it's like let's kind of flip it around, you know, where like Rep is Johnny John.
0: Cage like simping for someone really hard, like it's just like a super fan of, or something like that.
1: Johnny Cage is in it. Um, he's a
0: but not not super fan.
1: But he's not like um, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, what I want to know, what I want to know from playing it is since like Liu Kang is God now, and Liu Kang recreated the world. Why did he hate Sonya? Because Sonya's not in it. He totally took her out of the timeline. She's not in the timeline. It's like, what do you got <laughs> against Sonya, dude? Like, you just wanted to just wipe her out? You're like, fuck Sonya. Get her out of here. We don't need to see her. There's like no Sonya, no Kano. And they are in there. You
0: think they'll get added eventually? Well, or?
1: They're, they're in there as like cameo characters and that's kind of what's cool. What's the idea about this game is there's cameo characters, which is kind of like what you would see in like Mortal Kombat or not Mortal Kombat, uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2 and that it's sort like of a thing. Where you can have your guy feature. come in, yeah, you can have a guy come in and attack for you. But the idea of the cameo characters is like, you know, you could you could basically stick like Johnny Cage with Sub Zero or something like that, and now you can freeze people, you know, where you wouldn't normally be able to freeze people with Johnny Cage, like that sort of thing. It, it's the idea is to kind of like. Uh, put different moves with different characters. So Kano and Sonya are in there, but they're cameo characters and Jax is as well, but they, but they're not in the story. Like they never mention them at all in the story.
0: So they're just avatars. They're not actual like characters is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. They're just, uh, I mean, they're not, they're not in the story at all. Like they don't show them at all.
0: They're fan service, but they're not part of the new story mode or whatever.
1: Yeah. I, like you can use them in the game, but I just, I don't understand why they didn't. Cause they're like, because, yeah, Liu Kang is creating this new world, this new timeline. And what happens is, all of a sudden, you know, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi become, like, villains again. And he's like, well, what the fuck? I didn't make them. You know, I made them out to have, like, shitty lives. Like, they shouldn't be getting powerful. And then he finds out is that there's another Shang Tsung from another timeline that has jumped into this timeline. And he's pretending to be Chronica. And, uh, basically, I know the lore in Mortal Kombat is so dumb. But uh, yeah, he's pretending to be Chronica. And uh, basically, telling, trying to steer Shang Shang Tsung and Quan Chi together so they can have a deadly alliance again. Which I laughed at that because Deadly Alliance was a Mortal Kombat GameCube game, and I was like, "Oh, I understand that reference." Honestly, this uh... stuff doesn't
0: sound <laughs> any more convoluted than like a Metal Gear Solid or a Kingdom Hearts, or like
1: or... Elden Ring or whatever <laughs> with all the lore. I mean, Elden well,
0: it... Ring's convoluted, but it makes sense ultimately. It's not.
1: I mean, it makes sense to me, but I've played every Mortal Kombat game, so I so yeah. I recognize the names and the characters and all that. So anyway, they do. Yeah, they do their regular Mortal Kombat tournament, and then like you know, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi are getting uh, are getting stronger, and they find out that there's multiple timelines. And Quan Chi brings in all these evil versions of every character, of like all these different characters to fight them. And they're and Liu Kang's like, oh well, I have to become the Time God again because I guess he gave up his Time God ability to become the Fire God or whatever. So he goes back to being the time god, and he's like, I'm going to bring in all these people from these different universes to help us. So he brings the people back from Mortal Kombat 11, but you still don't see, like, Sonya or Jax or Kano or anything like that. I mean, he mentions Kano. He says, you know, in some of these realities, Kano might be the champion. Like, he says his name like that, like, as a joke, you know, because Kano's a joke. Whatever. But they never show... Sonya coming in there or anything like that and Johnny Cage so Johnny Cage doesn't have yeah he's always been after Sonya maybe that's why they why they took her out of there but Johnny Cage starts off like his story is basically he's like Harrison Ford like you basically see him pretty much acting in in uh Raiders of the Lost Ark like that game so like he's so he's got the whip and he's wearing the hat and he's it's basically the same as like I was like oh he's like Harrison Ford now so he's like he goes through this whole like movie thing and and then he has a, he has a wife that's not Sonia, but she she leaves him because he's been spending all his money, but he's not making not enough money in movies and blah blah blah, that sort of thing. And then he gets visited by Liu Kang. That's like you know you will be a hero. You must come with us. And then he come and comes and joins the the gang of people. And they you know whatever. What I found kind of interesting in the in the story mode is uh, there's like no guys. There's like no females on the Earth realm. Area like all the Earthrealm people people are all dudes, and all the good uh Outworld people are all ladies. So maybe that's why they didn't put Sony in there because they want to have like, it's like here these are all all the girl all the girls over here are good, and all the all the all the guys over here are good from the Earth. I don't know that sort of thing, but I mean the story is great. Like it's you know it's it's acted really well, it's written really well, whatever you know. It's it's got funny stupid stuff in it. It's it's Mortal Kombat, you know, and you get what is it uh Kenshi. I don't know if you remember Kenshi. He's like a blind ninja guy. He like came in later in the in the GameCube ones. I don't. Uh, he has like this red bandana over his eyes. But uh, I didn't rec- I didn't recognize who he was. But he shows up because Johnny Cage bought this like whatever this magical blade from uh, from Japan for like three million dollars. Because he talks about all this shit that he bought with his wife. You know, she's like, "You're wasting all your money." You know, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, "I bought." The-. She's like, "You bought that sword for three million dollars." And he's like, "Well, it'll pay off at some point." So, uh, so Kenshi shows up looking for the sword, and he's like, "I'm here." He's like, "I'm here from the Yakuza. I'm here to, you know, I'm here to take the sword from you." And I, I, this has to be intentional, but he's wearing the exact same outfit that Kiryu wears in like the regular Yakuza games. So he has like oh, the yeah. he has like the gray coat and the red shirt, like unbuttoned on the top. I was like, that's I was like, that's totally that's got to be like Kiryu. I mean, if it isn't, then that's a really weird coincidence but that has There's to be a
0: fucking shout out
1: to yakuza well i always thought that kiryu's outfit looked, looked, gang, looked, looked really dumb i mean i always thought he looked really dumb because he's wearing like this i mean I, I read an interview one time with actual you know ex-members of yakuza like playing the game yakuza and they're like we would never wear a ridiculous suit like that like <laughs> looking at the looking at the way kiryu dresses but it yeah it's like it's like obviously that's a reference to uh
0: yeah, it probably is for sure
1: so Kenshi's like not he's not blind and I'm like, okay, what's happening? But then later he gets his fucking eyes stabbed, he gets two size stuck in his eyes from Melina, and that's pretty mm. fucking brutal. And then he, you know, and then he like bonds with the three and the three million dollar sword, and then he becomes uh then he becomes Kenshi, the Kenshi that we Stabby know boy. that we know and love. Yeah. So that I mean that's kind of what's cool about the game is you get to see the characters become what you know them as.
0: It's know. like a final destination kind of thing where they're they're fate is determined whether or not they try to change it so like
1: i guess you got stabbed of. in the
0: eyes by evil Raphael, and
1: oh yeah know, no more <laughs> melina you remember melina she was in mortal combat too uh yeah and they and they do like they do some cool stuff where like barack is a good person now too like barack is a hero which i like because i always love Baraka. baraka was always my one of my favorite characters so fuck yeah make him cool but now it's like uh now, like whatever's happening, Baraka with when you have like a million teeth on your face, that's like a disease that's going around Outworld, and Melina has it too. But like she's the she's like the head princess instead of Katana, and and they, she has to hide her ism or whatever, to, so uh, so she can still become queen. And they have to like so there's a bunch
0: of teeth behind that mask.
1: Yeah, that was the idea of it in, in Mortal Kombat too. Was yeah that you that she looked that her and Katana looked the same, but then she takes her mask off and she has like the Braca face. And then she eats you. Like that's for for the yeah. you know some of the finishing moves were like that, where she, where she would like inhale you and spit your bones out or whatever. Yeah,
0: one of those palette swaps, just like Sub Zero yeah. and,
1: yeah, like Sub Zero and Scorpion and Smoke and Reptile and all that. And Reptile's really cool. Like Reptile's like a is like a good guy now in this one, and he has he has a bigger he has a, he has like a bigger part in the story. And I don't know it. You know, it's
0: he it's... actually spends some time in water. He's more amphibious. <laughs>
1: Well, he always, I mean, the interesting thing about Reptile is he always looks like his full reptile form is always different in every game. Like he always looks completely different. So it's it's he always has I think he's the only Mortal Kombat character that has like such a drastic redesign in like every sequel, which is kind of cool. So But yeah, he looks uh yeah, he's cool. I don't know. I like I like Reptile. I like I like all the characters there. What I would say is anybody who can only buy it for Switch, I'd say it's worth it like if you can get it for like, if you're only interested in the story mode, I think the story mode in itself is worth like twenty, thirty dollars because it's really fun and it it plays fine, you know, for what it is. It it uh yeah, it just has like I said, it has a little bit of loading stuff, and you don't do any of the finishing moves in the story mode, so you don't have to deal with that. But in invasion, you can do the finishing moves, and it does take when you once you do the 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 move, it'll take you like five or six seconds before it actually does it. It'll kind of just pause. And then the move and then it'll do the move. So there's stuff like that. But I mean, it's honestly not really that much different than the stuff that I experienced in the PS4 version of Street Fighter 6. So because that game has has way too much loading in it as well. So I was like, I've I've been prepared by Street Fighter VI on PS4, so I know all about this. But it yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it for me to play through the story mode. The story mode is, is fun and stupid and all your if you like Mortal Kombat, you played all the Mortal Kombat, there's a shit ton of references in there. There's a bunch of references to movies and stuff, too, that Johnny Cage will say, you know, he's he's still funny and silly and all that. And I never really saw that weird, you know, the Johnny Cage with the eyes bugging out that you saw on the on the Internet many times. I never saw that version of Johnny Cage in the game.
0: I think it was just a lot like the uh, when what was it? Mass Effect Andromeda came out. Like, it was just like the worst of the worst that would. Rise to the top of the memes.
1: Yeah, well I mean it was the same thing with like Pokemon, right? Where like the right. where like the ground was disappearing. Like I like that never happened to me. There was one time where somebody's like body disappeared and they were like a floating head in the background and that was that was funny. You know, I mean I don't I don't mind that. And I was like, Hey, that's that's that doesn't affect the gameplay, I guess. It's not a
0: bug, that's a feature.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I thought that was pretty hilarious that somebody just their head just separates from their body and floats around. Like I was like, Oh, that's funny. But I mean, you know, it's kind of like that sort of thing. Not that I'm comparing this to. Uh, maybe it looks a little bit better than Pokemon. I don't know. It's you know, it's hard to it's hard to adapt a fucking PS5 game to Switch. But I say you know, hats off to these people for doing it. It just sucks that the load times are, are so bad. There was a there was like a breakdown video of it that um that SwitchUp did, and they said you know there should be an option on there where you can just turn off the animations in the background and just make it quicker to load. You know, like kind of like what they did with uh, Street Fighter 4 on 3DS. And uh, maybe they should do that for all the uh, all the NetherRealm people that are listening to this podcast to uh, get on that. Because, you know, like the 3DS game, the Street Fighter 4 one, they just made it to where the backgrounds were just kind of fuzzy and just didn't move. And it made the game way smoother and you didn't have to deal with loading and all that stuff. So it'd be cool if there'd be a feature on that where you could just kind of just turn it off. just be like, oh, well, don't have any animations in the background. Maybe that'll help it load quicker. You could make it all soft combat. You could make it all no-texture combat. Maybe that would make it load quicker or something like that. I don't know. It'd be nice to have options, you know, to just be like, alright, turn this off, turn that off. Whatever. But it, it kind of, you know, it's cool. There is a lot of stuff on it to do. Uh, you can, you know, you can you can level up your characters and you unlock stuff as you, like, level up yourself as a player and as your characters, you get additional, like, costumes and, you know, you can unlock different cameo characters through that. And it's a, I don't know, can, it kind of made me a little sad that we didn't get stuff like that for AW5 forever like where we could you know level up our characters or at least like unlock a different outfit man come on still waiting for yeah. stuff on like that but yeah that's uh yeah that's that but it was oh yeah and not to mention I, I got a, I bought a physical version of it and this is probably like the worst uh physical I've ever got cuz I had to, had to had to install like 30 gigs or something stupid like that like on top of the uh of the physical like it, you know the the whole like the whole physical thing is kind of a lie. It's not It really know, is. You I mean even like what was it? Even like Fire Emblem, uh the, the uh cartridge on that I still had to down I still had to install like nine gigs like to get that to play. You know, that won't play just by itself like without the internet, so it seems like it's just kinda like yeah, sure people want it and they're like, Oh well I'll always have it. And it's like, well no, because you still need to get online and get and do the and, and install the stuff and all that, so it's still like, you know.
0: I really kinda learned that first with Witcher. 3 and then I yeah when I bought those uh, when I bought the Fallout collection and or not Fallout uh,
1: Fallout collection uh, not Fallout yeah no the Bioshock
0: Bioshock there we yeah. go Bioshock and the Borderlands collections because they were so cheap they're literally just it's a code like that it's sending to be like allow them to download it because it's in the console it's not oh, yeah. I don't think I would posit that there's literally nothing on it or you know just the title screen or whatever but who knows
1: yeah it's just kind of whatever, but I guess on that note, I did uh, just it was a Black Friday thing, and I just you know just kind of just to try it out. I bought one of these uh, physical switchers from uh, from Amazon, which is it's kind of funny. It's basically so
0: you put cartridges in it,
1: you put cartridges in it, you put switch cartridges in it, uh, and it, it'll switch. I didn't it, even know this was a thing. There's okay, so I bought this for like twenty bucks. It was on sale from Amazon, and uh, so. It has this this like top this top flappy part here. This is basically a game. If you look at it, it has the same stuff. Does it it's taste a like game. the game? I didn't I don't know. I didn't taste it. I've never tasted one of those. So you put this into the game slot, and then you put and you hook this thing onto like the back of your uh of your Switch, uh, whatever, your Switch dock. It has a little clip here that'll just clip onto either either Switch dock, you know, the the, the OLED or the, or the regular one, whatever. It clips onto that, like, uh, skinny part at the top. And then you just plug this USB thing into the side of the Switch, and then there's this little arrow on the side that will glow different colors depending on which game is being played on it. And there's versions where you can just press this button and it'll switch between the different ones. But I bought the one with a remote. So it has, so you can, so you press this, as you can see, there's a light on this thing. You press this button here and it will switch your, it'll switch your games for you. So there's, uh, so there's eight spots in here, but you can only use four to switch between. So there's, you can switch between four games and you can store a four additional games under there. So yeah, I bought this thing and it works if you want to, if you really want to like, uh, you know, play your physical games and not get out of your seat and change them. You can get this thing
0: now. I want to say, you know, I've known Trey for a very long time. Trey had a CD changer in their trunk of their car for a while. So
1: I did, yeah. The old, the old 10 disc changer that was cool. And, and you I, had a big old, I like, had like a 200, you had like disc disc, too. Or yeah, yeah. You
0: had a giant one that was just basically your shuffle mode, yeah, until it like
1: broke and broke like half my
0: CDs. That wasn't great, but. No, this kind of seems like an extension of that, but like kind of almost like a yeah, kind of definitely like a novelty version, you know, and I could see like throw in like, what are these games you only play at home? Like, you are going know, maybe like somebody who play only like plays smash or whatever, like maybe Mario Kart, like just have it always like to where you don't have to go change out the cartridge, you know, that makes sense to me, but it's still kind of funny that there's a whole separate like remote you have to use if you don't want to like get up and and then you got to keep track of that remote on top of whatever else <laughs> yeah. you keep track of.
1: Yeah, there, there's different versions. You can buy one without a remote, but I was like, I want one with the remote.
0: I'm mostly intrigued by that cable that goes into the switch, just because like you think that this would guy. open maybe open up the possibility for emulation or something. Such that you you're going straight into it with a, a USB device.
1: Well, I mean, the US this USB is just a, it's just to power it. Like the thing that actually no, no, but that
0: is a USB power device. That's oh, okay, yeah. Since since, you, the,
1: since since it has like this little uh, so theoretically, yeah, you yeah. could have
0: that plugged into a PC and then stream a game to it from the PC. Maybe
1: I'm sure. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm sure somebody has made something. like so that. So that's connected. what I
0: find most interesting about that. Otherwise, I find it more funny than silly. <laughs> <functional>. <laughs> yeah.
1: it, it's a thing.
0: Well, I guess you can't have functional without fun.
1: Well, the last couple, uh, you know, the last few uh, cartridge games that I got, like physical ones, I do, I did want to play. So I was like, well, I'll just buy one of these chart changer things and see if it works.
0: And it was only twenty bucks, you it, know. It was on sale. As far yeah, as, far as I being think, like a, a fun snowm- little piece of technology, I think you paid the right price for
1: it. Yeah, I think it's normally like forty or something like that. But there was a there was a discount. There was a Black Friday discount or whatever. I don't know what the regular price was, but that's what I got it for. And I just wanted to try it out. But I would think like somebody like I know John has a lot of. Uh, has a lot has a lot of physical games so like if you you know because john has like mario wonder and like tears of the kingdom and like and now like sonic superstars like imagine like you want to play all these games like in regular rotation and you don't want to like you know switch them in and out of your that's kind of what i was trying to do here because i have i have mortal Kombat uh in i have mortal Kombat physical that's in there right now but you know the last four games that i bought physical are all in here like all ones that i still want to play on the regular so i got so I got Fire Emblem Engage in here. I got Sonic Frontiers in here. And I have Fire Emblem Warriors in here, which are like the last four physical games that I got. And I, you know, I want to play them and I don't want to have to like switch them in and out. So it's a weird, like I said, it's a weird little thing, but it works.
0: It's very, yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a got a specific audience. So for me, it would be all the games I'm only going to play multiplayer, you know, like yeah. where people are sitting at the TV. So I'm going to throw a Mario Kart in there. I'm going to throw... uh mario party in there because i do own the physical of that
1: yeah see you got physical stuff too that you that so you it would be it would be those
0: games forth. that or mario kart i think i already said that or like smash bros you know games that i'm only going to play multiplayer i'm not going to be playing them by myself i might as well just have them like on the dock which i don't play handheld either that much which i think you play a little bit more handheld because you got that oled but uh, i do yeah you know, I, I, I do it only just doesn't with, yeah. really i'm not the audience for this perfil but I am fascinated by it, uh, by it, and by what it might represent on like streaming to the Switch. If anybody's figured that out yet?
1: Yeah, um, you can't use this handheld. You can only use it with the dock, right? Just so you know. And I only really play handheld like when I'm on the road. You know, for some sometimes you know some for some jobs where there's a lot of waiting time. I would, I would. I imagine you handheld.
0: could play it handheld, but you'd have to have it hooked up to an external power source.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you would do it because this thing run. Like I said, this thing runs off of the dock, like this, like this does.
0: Well, so, it would run off any USB device. Yeah,
1: I typically. guess I never, I never tried that. I mean, I guess I could try it because I am. I do have a road thing next week.
0: Plug so. it into your laptop. Plug it into uh, so could, just a power brick or like a, a, a maybe one of those like uh, those uh, chargers. Those yeah, external batteries.
1: So, I guess I could try it. Uh, yeah, I could try to, like, charge it off the computer or charge it off the dock even, you know, but not use the Switch on the dock. Yeah, it's just an interesting little weird thing, and I like this little dumb remote, too. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just like one button. It's just – it's kind of cool that the – It
0: kind of looks like an AirTag.
1: It's cool that the little ti- triangle here changes colors, though, depending on what, what game you're playing. I like that. But it works great. I mean, I tried it. Like I said, I loaded it up. I switched it between different games. I played them, and they all worked, they all worked fine, so – it's uh they had a similar thing like this for Game Boy Advance, if you remember. There was a little like Game Boy yeah. Advance thing you could stick on the bottom that would switch like th- between three cartridges <laughs> of your Game Boy Advance. And I was like, I hope it does shuffle mode. This thing doesn't do doesn't do shuffle mode, so it's trash. Get rid of it. So there so there you go. And uh, what else? Uh, I mean I guess you know, Jeremy was here in person last week after we recorded. Sure. And we played a little bit of Tetris ninety nine. We played some WarioWare too, while you were here. So, I did that. Also, I got Dragon Quest Builders, but I or I got Dragon Quest Monsters, not Builders, and I've only played a little bit of it. I've only played like 3 hours of it cuz I wanted to finish uh, Mortal Kombat first before I got yeah. to that.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's probably going to like eat up your time once you start playing it.
1: But I like it so far. I mean, it's, you know, it it looks it looks pre- up your alley. it looks pretty simple, but it's, you know, it's very much Dragon Quest, so there's not a whole lot to sell me on that because I like the dragon quest world and it's got the same music as dragon quest 11. So, I mean, that's already pretty, you know, like little nostalgia bait there, you know, even though that game's not that old, but still I like that music and it takes place in the, uh, I think it takes place in the world of dragon quest four is, is where we're at for this. So it's kind of similar to builders where it's like an alternate timeline based around like a different story that everyone kind of knows. And your main character, the main character, uh, the dark prince sorrow is, uh, He's, he's like the kid of, of one of the main villains i think from four and you okay. ba- and you basically get cursed to where you where you cannot like uh you can't attack uh monsters in dragon quest is basically how it works like your dad your dad exiles you from the kingdom and he curses you to where you cannot strike another like monster in the dragon quest world so you basically have to recruit monsters to fight for you because you can't fight anybody so that's kind of like the story of that. And 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 you know the idea is to go back and, you know, get your revenge on your father and all that shit. And there's a I played past where I was in the demo, which kind of sucks you do have to play through the demo part again, but I did get all my guys back from the demo. So I got all my monsters that I caught in the demo. Cuz once you get to the once you get to the point where you have like kind of your own little like monster ranch where you keep them all at, you get all your monsters back that you caught in the demo. So So that's kind of cool. And I didn't realize that it puts a little check mark next to every monster that you already caught, kind of like a Pokemon, so you can keep on, you know, so you can have an idea like who you've caught or not. And I guess there's also, I haven't gotten to this yet, but there's kind of like a combination thing that's similar to like the Shin Megami Tensei games where you take two Pokemon and put them together, or not Pokemon, you take two Dragon Quest monsters and put them together and they'll make a of a stronger monster and you can take some of the powers from each of those monsters and carry them on to the monster that you made out of the two of them. That's a huge, uh, part of, uh, of, of like it's in persona. It's in, it's in Shin Megami Tensei. Like it's been a part of these games for years. So you could kind of say, you would say that Dragon Quest monsters games are probably a little bit more like Shin Megami Tensei than they are like Pokemon. And Shin Megami Tensei is actually older than Pokemon even. So just, and also in the fact that you can, uh, you can control like you you have a party of 4 that you use at all times where pokemon you just have one and sometimes maybe two you know so you have a party of 4 it's actually kind of a lot like this cartridge changer <laughs> you have your four in the front that are fighting and then you have the four in the back in the background but your four in the background also get experience so that's that's cool so it makes it easy for you to level P up, people up in that way you can keep them in your in the back and they'll and they'll level up whether actually part whether they're actually fighting or not and as you level up, you get little points that you can put into different, you know, to like their different attributes, like their like their HP or their MP or or their spells or that sort of thing. It's kind of how it works. And there's like you know, and there's like a there's a coliseum where you fight other Dragon Quest monsters and blah blah blah. It's uh you know it was one of those things. Uh, I was it got like no reviews. so I was waiting for it to get reviewed by somebody before I got it. And also I you know I just got well, just got Mortal Kombat and I really wanted to play that so. I was like, I'll just play Mortal Kombat for a while. But yeah, I just started getting into it last night, and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is cool so far. Once I got, once I got to the first world, because you like warp, you warp from world to world, and all the worlds are, are really different. Like they look different. Like I'm kind of in this like Halloween looking area that looks kind of like, it looks kind of dark, and it's like you know it's got like the red sky, and there's like a storm going on, and there's it's kind of where all like the like the skeletons and like and like the demon monsters and stuff like that are. So, so I like that shit a lot. So I was like, oh, this is cool. So I've just been trying to, you know, obviously go and catch all the ones that I can see, and there'll also be really giant monsters that you'll see, where they'll just like one hit you, just destroy you all, where you basically you have to come back later. Like I haven't, I haven't been able to touch any of those guys yet. I've seen two like mega monsters, and they've just they just killed me in one hit. So I'm like, well, all right, well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna leave this person and go elsewhere, <laughs> try to find somebody else because I can't because you have to. Yeah, in order to catch them, you can either like, they can either join you after you beat them, or you can do this thing where you uh, where you like try to scout them, and it'll show like your attack power, or whatever, and that'll give you a percentage, and it might they might join you, they might not. But the big monsters, you have to defeat them first before you can even try to before you can even try to catch them. And I'm nowhere near defeating them in any way. Like they just like I said, they just one shot me. So, but there's some cool ones in there. But yeah, that's what I've been doing for that.
0: They're remakes, right?
1: Oh, this game? No, this isn't a remake. This is a new game. Dragon Quest Monsters. Oh, there are new games. Okay. Yeah, these are this is yeah, this is a brand new game. But it is yeah, it's a it it's a sequel of sorts to the old Dragon Quest Monsters. But this one is new. It's completely different than the than the old Game Boy or uh DS ones or anything like that. It might have been a 3DS one too. But I'm excited to play that more, you know, obviously cuz I like Dragon Quest stuff. And if they keep putting out a new Dragon Quest game every year, uh I'm not complaining.
0: Well, I know it's a little earlier than we would in the scheme of things, but do you mind if we take a break? Okay, sure. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back and discuss the things I've been playing this week.
3: Yeah,
1: you. Ha <laughs> ha! Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month.
0: I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show.
3: Oh, spaghetti. Oh, ravioli.
0: Then expand! <laughs> just go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast and hey mario let go whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. he's throwing us back to the show so long hey bowser ah! ah, patreon.com slash nintendo
3: podcast game over
1: We're back. What else? What else? Let's talk about talk about more of your games on here.
0: Sure. Yeah, I could talk a little bit about what I played this week. I did. not You know, I, I I feel like I've been saying this more than I care to lately, but not gaming as much this week. Just kind of a busy week. But um, I played a little bit more of Dave the Diver just because I really into that post game stuff. And to be honest, like sometimes when I'm playing it, I'm just like, I feel like I should be playing something else because at this point, it's just. I'm addicted to the systems or whatever, you know, addicted, whatever you want to call it. Like I I like the systems, but it's gotten almost joyless. Like I'm like, if I don't do this, then I'm missing out. So I got to make sure I collect all this stuff. And it, it's reminding me of people that play like candy crush that have to like check in on every day to make sure they get their rewards. (laughs) Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And
0: and in that way, you're kind of anchored to the game. Even if you're like, it's a joyless experience. You just feel like you're, uh, you're essentially like, The long and short of it is like you feel like you're wasting your money because you're not doing what you should do, which that's a a kind of a a, a lizard brain way of looking at it. But that's kind of how I feel about it. And I mean, ultimately, a lizard brain is what makes you addicted to a game usually. So I don't know. I I mean, it's a great game, but I I just I got to back off of it. Um, I tried. I was trying to save up enough money to be a millionaire just because I did that in Stardew as well. You know, once I met my goals, I'm like, well, now I'm going to be a millionaire because why not? And save up a million, whatever in-game units is. And so I got up to like, Dollar I didn't, deuce. I mean, I wasn't even to like halfway there, but I was like 300 something. And I went into the farm and I accidentally bought like thousands of this one kind of seed. and didn't realize it. And I spent all my money on like green bean seeds or something. So I've got like thousands of those. So I'll be, I'll have green beans for, you know the foreseeable a de- uh, couple of centuries but
1: in case anybody wants a green bean nigiri like sometimes they make those ones with uh with like vegetables and shit in them which i never, well, the, which I never one get. of my
0: highest priced items on dave the diver my custom items that i've like that i learned the recipe for and then i like elevated it all the way to the top with research is vegetable sushi which sells for really high and i'm just growing those veggies in my garden but essentially like there's this character in the game that is a vegetarian but loves sushi, so you got to make vegetarian sushi, and it oh, I guess yeah, one of the most popular items in the game, sure
1: for yeah, for the restaurant. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to downplay uh, vegetarians or anything like that. I'm just not a big fan of of, of veg, well, actually, I guess there's the um, there's those pickled pickled radish ones that we get that are really good. So I mean, it depends on what you're, what kind of role you're getting. I guess. Yeah,
0: I prefer fish in my sushi because, like, kind of in my head, it's synonymous with sushi. But I mean, I would try a good veggie roll. if Someone made it for me. I wouldn't pay money for it.
1: The pickled radish one is actually really cheap too. That we, that we get normally, it's much cheaper than you know. I do your, love your, pickled radish. Your, your rolls that have a like a bunch of shit in them. So uh, most of the time, the ones that the the ones that are just only have vegetables and stuff in it are, are like daikon
0: a lot. or is it actual radish? I don't know. I mean, they're I've both radish like the members of the same family, but Daikon's like a much larger, I'd say more neutral flavor. Yeah. opposed to uh, like, as opposed to like the red radishes we get here.
1: Yeah. It's probably, it's probably the daikon one. I don't know, but either way it's, it's delicious.
0: But yeah, anyway, Dave, the diver is just, I mean, I can't recommend that game enough as being a great, just a time sink. If you like the systems
1: side, side note, I guess this is, you know, we'll, we'll probably won't get to news or anything this time, but, uh, Mr. Mr. Keeley, uh, he responded to the Dave the Diver thing. Did you see that on- online? I didn't see the
0: discourse of whether or not it was an indie game. Yeah,
1: it was kind of funny. Like he was just basically like, "Well, it looks like an indie. So That's an indie to me." I mean, that's it. Like <laughs> you know? aesthetically,
0: it's an indie game. Like that's kind of yeah. a lot of yeah. <laughs> a lot of terminology over time adapts across the spectrum and just in language in general. Yeah, like I saw a quote from taylor swift or something and i don't know if it's about dave
1: something. about dave the diver is she playing that game? it's not about it's not <laughs> about
0: david diver but they were like why did you why do you think people are connecting so much with this song that you wrote this long ago or something and her response was like there's this whole punk goth movement happening right now where people are just wanting honest stay i don't know and it was just weird because it was like i don't know what that has to do with the quality of lyrics or the of taylor swift lyrics like that's more of a style thing, like. Granted, like at the time, it was a music went along with it, but it's far removed from the music anymore. So it's not like a moment in society. People are just like dressing goth more, I guess. But like, I don't think it has anything to do with um, them wanting to go back to some old school Taylor Swift lyrics. You know, I don't think that's part of the aesthetic. I mean, Bella Lugosi is still dead, but he wasn't a Swifty.
1: Don't remind me. I I cry about it daily.
0: Sorry. But uh
1: <laughs> I go back and watch my uh, 1930s uh, Dracula DVD which is right outside the store it's over there.
0: Man, I successfully went on a really nice tangent there because I don't have a lot to talk about otherwise besides uh and I, I was kind of hoping John would be here right now but you know I'll, maybe I'll mention it again later once he shows up but uh John sent me a gift card for my birthday which was this past week I think we mentioned it last week but that's why I was up hanging out with Trey and Jess Shauna came up with me and we went and we saw some pretty good music I will say it's some of the we did yeah best best music I've seen in a while live like as a, as a show most of the bands were pretty awesome and like yeah I mean they were all good but yeah I do feel like in in retrospect i did feel like I was expecting more from one but you know it doesn't matter because they're touring bands and <laughs> that's they, all right we don't have got,
1: to we don't have to call them out it was it was a good sh- it was a good show Regardless, it was a good
0: show and also i i want to acknowledge like touring bands are essentially going through hell like it's like when you go on vacation and you just want to go home but like they're doing it for their job oh and they're sure just like, yeah oh i and they're just doing the same thing every night and they have to feign like they care even if they feel like shit or oh
1: sure yeah that's why it's whatever, like yeah, so. you can get different uh
0: like I'm even talking like so Trey and Shauna, I don't know who if you all like did that together if it was just you, but asked the uh the main act to wish me happy birthday. Oh, that which was is really that nice. Was, that
1: was just me. Actually that wasn't even I didn't even try to do that. That just happened. I was just I was just I just okay. got I just got up to go to the bathroom and there were two people. To me it had a very like
0: I don't know. And not to say I I didn't appreciate like the entire thing. I was super duper. Happy when the 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 main artist who who is Jair, well known as a, a Skatune Network on YouTube. If you want to look that up, you'll you can fall into your hole of Jair.
1: I mean, they do <laughs> they do play a lot of Nintendo covers. Like I look they like do. like the Wii Shop. They have an like, entire like the Wii Shop theme and a, bu- a bunch. They of, have an like entire Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing and, a, and a bunch of yeah. stuff. So it's definitely Nintendo related.
0: I think it's called Scott Tune Shores or something like that. It's a really really good uh, Animal Crossing cover album. I love it but uh yeah so jerry like wished me happy birthday on stage and like i was like super super duper like stoked about it and then i ended up buying a record and they signed it for me and stuff but i don't know part of me was still just kind of like because i follow them on twitter and it's just like i feel like they're exhausted with especially like the standard like cis white male expectations of music and stuff and like part of me was just like i, I mean not to say like jerry knows my sexuality or whatever I, I don't know part of me was just feeling a little guilty like i gotta say like I, I gotta say happy birthday to this white dude you know what i mean like i'm probably reading too much into it but it, there was a little guilt there
1: let's say let me tell you about how it happened it wasn't even i didn't even ask him to do it basically i was going to the bathroom and there were two ba- there were two people from the two bands that had played before there was uh there was like the one there's a person from vile and there was a person from uh arcadia gray like standing next to the merch and i said hey both of you were really awesome tonight uh, I came out here for my friend's birthday, and it's been a really good show. And they said, "Do you want Jared to to wish wish them wish them wish them happy birthday?" And I said, "Sure." And that's what happened. So I didn't actually okay. ask okay. Well, specifically. then never mind.
0: I, I probably oversaw it.
1: I didn't actually specifically say, "Hey, can you do that?" No, they. I just talked to them, yeah. and I just said that I was here. I was like, oh, it's my best friend's birthday, and we came out here to see these bands, and you're really cool." And they're like, "Oh, do you want Jared to say to say something to him on stage?" And I was like, oh. "I was like, sure if." You know, I was like, sure, if it's not a big deal. Like, I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to be like, hey, you have to do this or whatever. I wasn't trying to like pressure men to do anything. They just, offered. I don't think they, it was. They, like they just that. offered to do it. So I was like, I think yeah, I read too much into it yeah. because
0: these <laughs> are, you know, once again, like, well, I don't know, once again, but maybe I've mentioned it to you, but I haven't said it on the show. These are just artists that I've actually followed. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know what they call it when you're like, you feel like you're uh, parasocial. There we go. Like, you've got a little parasocial. With oh, oh where you, you like
1: follow all of their, all of their tweets or whatever, and I you, mean, and I'm not feel like not intentionally, but it's showing yeah.
0: up in my feed, you know.
1: Yeah, you, well, you feel like you're close to them, even though you aren't actually close to them, which is. They made a whole uh, horror movie about that called uh, *Ingrid Goes West*. Uh, watch that movie sometime. Which I try not to be that way. I tried the it. Like, scariness of I did But no, you're I not. You're not stalking them. You're not trying to go wherever they go. Exactly,
0: but at the same <laughs> time, it's like I am in a I am in a bit of awe. You know, no lies, like signature and Jared mentioning my name, like, I totally, like, I know I blushed. I, like, had to cover up my face, like, the booze of Mario. Like, I felt so... I mean, it was a good feeling, but it was also, like, oh, I just don't want to, like... I just would kind of be kinda be by myself at this moment in time. But, yeah, maybe that's just how I interpret it. And ultimately, it's, like, I just really respect that person. And I think they're... They have a lot of, like, I don't know. They're very eloquent with what they say. And I agree with their politics. And I just and the kind of artists they give through their like touring and stuff that they end up giving like a spotlight to I just highly respect that person like not just as a musician but like as a person that they are really cool so yeah it was was a bit of a, a fanboy moment for sure but yeah Jared wished me happy birthday and signed my record and it was great and that record is now like displayed on our wall like that's part of our decorations so it was a good experience.
1: Yeah, that that record that I got is not displayed because our record display fell down twice because <laughs> from trying to put records on there. So we've 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 re- had that happen We, as we, well, we we've retired our... to, we've retired the shelf because we were both afraid of our records getting hurt that we're falling down.
0: From I there. think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we have these like acrylic holders that just hold literally like one vinyl. So those have fallen, and we have had a vinyl fall before, which wasn't great, but. It didn't damage it, luckily, but uh, otherwise, like, luckily, like, they'll start to sag, and then I'll, like, replace the adhesive or whatever. And yeah, they're just, they're,
1: they're just, like, uh, wooden shelves that we would use for Amiibo and stuff like that, but they work well for mm-hmm. records. We just, um, you normally you screw them in the wall, and we just didn't want to screw, we didn't want to put a whole bunch of holes in our walls since we just got a house and all that, so.
0: Yeah, you um, don't want the landlords to get pissed at you.
1: <laughs> we're the landlords, but, you know, we're, oh, trying, we- to, <laughs> we're trying to not destroy everything here. So that's kind of where it is. But the other stuff is still holding, thankfully. And those are higher than the other ones. So hopefully they don't fall because there could be more damage with that. But you got a you got a gift card. And I remember when you were here, you were talking about using it for something. And did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I kind it?
0: of implied that earlier. But when John did send me a gift card, which led to my entire, you know, tangent there about birthday stuff. But uh, John bought me a gift card to the eShop. Thank you, John wish you were here right now to t- tell you about it, but you'll hear this. <laughs> also, I've thanked him personally,
3: otherwise. Hopefully but,
0: Yeah, got me a gift card that ended up being coincidentally the exact cost of Live Alive on sale. Live Alive was on sale for 35 or you know, $34.99 or whatever.
1: I was surprised that you went for that one because I wasn't sure. I've I've you, wanted to own that. You didn't seem that it interested in it. I just
0: never... <laughs> well, no, I've been highly interested in it. No. I've just never been like throw my money at it interested so it was like it was like almost immediately the first thing i thought of and i was like i'll pay the extra money and then i kind of like you know talked about it a little bit with you and then uh when i actually went on the e-shop when i was like okay i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna do a little shopping because like my original aim was to like you know maybe i'd get live alive and i'd pay an ex- some extra money but also like maybe i'd pull a john and just try to get as many games as i could for my cash which I did forget to mention something else which i'll get to eventually it's something john would have wanted me to buy that i ended up not having to buy that I actually played through nb so mm. why am i leaving this out i forgot it in my notes but anyway uh yeah live alive was like 35 and you know that was the card john sent me you know so with my gold points i didn't even have to pay tax i just got it
1: you didn't you didn't get to rock three you could have got that for $30. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I, I know you probably wouldn't get that, but that's out now. Turok 3. You can actually buy all three of them for 60 bucks, which is pretty cool, too. And I think it's on sale for 50 Just throw that in there in case I forget about the Turok news later. Sure. I didn't yeah, I'm
0: yet. just, like, super stoked for these obscure games that maybe didn't pass, like, some kind of preliminary test market back in the 90s or whatever. Like, why did we never get Live Alive? Probably because of some sort of uh test audience or something well
1: there i mean there were a lot of there were a lot of like square games for super nintendo and super famicom at the time maybe they just i think they just maybe didn't think it would do as well as the other ones it's also like a lot shorter i guess than the ones that did come out here it is did you uh, and it's like
0: it's very like unique in how it's laid out like i guess like it's octopath Octopath before octopath exactly Yeah. yeah having played octopath you know, I've seen this formula to a different extent. But this is like, it's literally like whatever, however many characters there are. Uh, games. It, they're, they're individual games, and I don't know whether or not they link up. I haven't played enough to know. But I did like at the top of the show, I was like saying a whole bunch of bull crap about like what my quotes would be. But I've been mostly playing the prehistoric one. I'm like, well, might as well start at the beginning.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's where I, that was where I left off. That was the one I was on. I was going to ask you if you had played the, the one with the the one with like the the giant robot because that one I loved that one so much.
0: Is that the near future or the distant future?
1: It's it's not it's not the one you could play on the demo. Like I know the one in the okay, demo. Okay, so I could think play it's the, the near little future robot guy. The-
0: no, I started the near future uh gameplay, which that's another thing. So at any point, as long as you've like, you don't even have to save. You can switch between the oh, stories. Oh, at any yeah, point. yeah.
1: I didn't even think about that. I don't think I did that. I, I would really just cool. go through Because I think I started. I think I started with the western one, just because I like the idea of turn-based combat with guns. I think it's funny. Have you I played guess. all the way through it? No, I haven't played it through all of it. I played through the three story. What I played through the western one, and I played through the robot one, which I loved. It's basically like an anime with a, you know, where you get in a giant robot and you fight other giant robots. Like you know, it's like I say, I've been playing it's like, the it's like kaiju uh, like fighting the with you, uh, with big where robots. Where
0: you're the tiny where you're like the sentient robot but you're like a
1: Yeah, I didn't play I didn't robot. play that one. That one was on the demo. I know you played that one. It's kind
0: one. of like a murder mystery.
1: I played the uh I played the Japanese one which we got lost. I remember Jess and I were trying to play that and we got kind of lost cuz it's we didn't It's like kind of a maze in the castle and we didn't know where to mm-hmm. go. So I didn't go back to that one. But I but I played through the western one. I played through the uh whatever the near future, the one the one where the with the guys on the motorcycles and you get in the giant robot and they have the anime theme song and all that. It's really cool. And then I played through
0: So there's like a termination each story, like where you just like get to the end of it and it's like the end. Oh yeah, and I played
1: I played the wrestling one too. There's another one where you're where you're like a wrestler and you go up against all these other fighters and there's like it's obviously Hulk Hogan, but his name's like Randy Rogan or something like that. It's like the it's obvious who they're supposed to be. But yeah, I was curious what you thought of the combat because it's almost kind of like a strategy game in a turn-based game.
0: Very, you know, because very got to move weekly. So
1: yeah, it's like a it's like a very simple. It's kind of like a simplified uh, fire emblem, uh, you know, hid- hidden inside of a turn-based game. Kind of. Well, I mean, when you get to the fighting one, where you have to do, it's very important where you place the character and all that. Like this, okay. the whole strategy is very. Well, I bet mostly like, like I, I said, I mostly play it. the prehistoric yeah, yeah. mode, yeah. so. <laughs>
0: I'm literally playing like the base where and that's like the joke is like there's no that was my joke at the top of the show like there's no speaking like you don't see it any text other than, oh yeah instructional you know, <laughs> yeah. the text that they might have put on its quality of life but i wouldn't be surprised if the original version had like no text here yeah i really like that part of it that i like that there's like no, they're literally no just like grunting and pointing mm-hmm. and like yeah. so you're like a i mean essentially it's like if gal ga from Final Fantasy Six was combined with um whatever her name is from uh Chrono Trigger. Oh yeah. I- Isla. I know Isla?
1: I know who you're talking about. Ayla Isla. Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like
0: those right. characters were combined, and then you have like you have basically like a gorilla that follows you around or a monkey or I don't know. He's just like he's there to throw some shit. You can't equip him with anything, at least not initially. Eventually I was able to put some like clothes on him, but uh He's like, he'll just laugh when you die. And that'll be like, it'll be like game over and you'll like die with him laughing at you, you know, like he throws poop, you throw poop. um, You fart. There's farts, you know, there's all this (laughs) stuff like they really kind of lead into the caveman. And there's uh, a humor.
1: There's a lady in there too, right? Because there's a lady that you're trying to you're trying to find or have you gotten to It's
0: very Joe and Mac because you do eventually find like a whole like cache of ladies but they're gorilla ladies and because oh, the guy like leaves you alone like you have to go like wrestle him away from the females
1: because I remember there's a there's like a particular lady that you're looking for and you yeah. and, and you end up like uh hooking up with her and then you get expelled like maybe you're not there yet that that was where I played last where I got like expelled I mean she keeps clan. kissing
0: me, but I haven't hooked up with her so
1: well, well something or you whatever something happens to where you you know you partner up in the game and then you get expelled and you're on your own oh and yeah, that, yeah and that, no that, that has was, happened. that was where that has was. happened yeah.
0: I'm past that part.
1: I think you do actually. You do hook up in the end of the story. I remember that. Like you do. You do get laid. That is like how it ends. Spoilers. It's I, kind I of I heard, heard it of, from a uh, podcast, but yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I for- also forgot to mention. You literally hit a button to like sniff. And you follow like smell clouds to like. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, or to like find items and stuff.
1: It, look, it looks pretty though, doesn't it? Like with that that HD. Oh, it looks great. It Looks really really good. And it's no, like, I, it's very cinematic too. Like it, like it has. I some like really this cool, game a
0: lot. Like, um, I wanted to say. Well, I wrote it here. Um, what did I say? Oh, there's really good music. I like the music a lot. It's very much like golden age of Square music. So. You're not getting Chrono Trigger level music but it's Final Fantasy VI adjacent I'd say.
1: It I mean it's y- Yoko Shimomura nice. though who uh, who did the soundtrack to Super Mario RPG as well so I mean that music is nothing to scoff at.
0: No you're right and the, and that's right as well like it's a little like weird and goofy. And like,
1: she and she uh, did uh, I mean she did the remix of this just like she did the remix for the Super Mario RPG stuff so I thought the soundtrack was very good like I liked it a lot especially the only... yeah especially the stuff for the robot shit later
0: I need to check that out a bit um i haven't gotten to that part yet uh, but i wanted to say like one thing i'm really impressed about is how emotive the characters are and if they're you know i don't think they probably recreated like too much animations they're probably trying to stay true to it but yeah the characters like as sp- little tiny like chibi sprites are still very animated and very emotive of what they're like trying to express and i think even more so than what I saw in like Final Fantasy six or four oh, yeah. on the SNES. Like it's just, it's wonderful. And I, and I, and I really enjoy it. Like, and I think playing the primitive mode or, you know, the caveman mode is a great way to kind of experience this game because you wouldn't need to localize this particular chapter, you know, that's pretty cool that it's universal that way. It's really trying to appeal to like the base instinct of what maybe we, as modern humans can conceive the way a, ber- like a, you know, a prehistoric brain would work.
1: Yeah. I think it's uh was it was at megalomania. The song megalomania was like a huge. Oh, John's ins- here. Inspiration for um, Toby Fox for, uh, cause I know that song is referenced in uh, undertale. So, but yeah, the, yeah, the soundtrack is really good. The game is good and it is, there's a lot of expressions and, and uh, whatever camera angles that you can do.
0: It's kind of funny. It's almost like uh John showing up just in time for me to talk about the other game I played all the way through and beat this week.
2: I know what that is.
0: Yes, you literally showed up just as I was about to start talking about it. Uh, Perfect. But just, you know, shopkeeping style. Do you need to, like, kind of talk about your stuff because you need to get out of here? There you or went.
2: I would like to talk about Super Loom. I'll wait and talk about this game with one of
1: you guys. Okay, cool. We're at the end of our stuff anyway, so we can cut to the okay. topic whenever we get through this.
3: So sure.
2: real quick, before we get into it, i got to say I'm going to be speaking in quieter tones for this episode because I'm in a hotel room right now. That's fine. I just don't want to be waking anybody
0: up, so
1: well, you uh sound like this. Your voice sounds fine on the recording here, so I got a good level from you, okay, so don't cool. worry about it. Cool.
0: So this week, I, um, as I mentioned before, and now I, John's here, thank you for the gift for uh, the eShop credit. I used that to purchase the game I was just talking about, which was Live Alive. One of my first nice. ideas of what I was going to buy was Superliminal. I got onto my PlayStation just like, you know, ha- pure happenstance and saw that the game one of the games of the month was Super Limit. I'm like, I just get to play it. Like, that's yeah, amazing. Just I just finally get to play it. And you know what? I it was after I after I hung out with Trey and Jess after the show on, you know, this past Thursday, the 30th of November. Uh, yeah. Sean and I hung out and then we, you know, fell asleep, passed out, whatever you want to call it. And then the next day we uh we left, but uh
1: I was gonna say you, you passed you passed out here. That was actually I definitely passed I'll out. I'll say while you were here, you passed out at like you passed out early and then Sean and Sean and I talked about whatever until like five. She in the always outlasts so, me. So uh it's one of the reasons yeah. I love her. So we I remember we we I think we talked about like sticks and journey and a bunch of other dumb shit, but you know, whatever, we were wasted, so it was fun.
0: But anyway, the next day we got up and you know, Sean had some stuff she needed to take care of. So we left, you know, like people are going to do, they're not just going to live somewhere once they go there. We left and uh, and I was just like, what am I going to do? Like, I mean, I have tonight off. I'm just going to kind of like take it easy, maybe do some chores or whatever. And I got home and this is when I, you know, was like, well, I've got that 35 bucks from John to spend. And I had been talking with Sean in the car actually about it. And I, I think I'd also spoken with Trey about it the previous night. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, am I gonna pull a John and like get the most games possible? Because that was my original idea, and I thought you would really appreciate that. But then I was also like, I really want, you know, to get super liminal, and I found out I could just get super liminal. So since I could get super liminal for free on PS5, I I bought the game that I actually wanted that was on sale for thirty five dollars, which was live you have, you have, you have so, thank you for buying live alive for me. But I did play it's super through super liminal, and you know what it's great it's much better than i expected it to be sorry john not to say you didn't sell it well but after playing like a quantum conundrum and mm. not even getting all the way through that but just games that are like portal adjacent i just wasn't yeah super keen on them and it there might have been another one i can't even remember
2: there was that but, color one Chroma gun yes that's the really one and it. i
0: and I have that on oh, my... Yeah, I, I have now. that game on Switch. It was yeah.
1: really, it was really cheap. But yeah, it's, it wasn't great.
0: So I was just kind of like, you know, what Valve does this style well, and you know, all these folks are going to try to ape off of it or whatever. But <clears throat> no, Superliminal was, you know, there are elements at times where I'm like, okay, obviously they're like, you know, implying Gladys, but at the same time, yeah. it's like we're referencing the greater. Societal understanding of who Glados is not like we're copying that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. almost like it makes sense in history to be like, yes, we get it. Like, and and they might be very coy about it, but I do feel like they literally like reference Glados at least once. Yeah, but I will say the, so. One, so like I knew about like you know perspective of size being a big part of the puzzles, which I I would say is probably. 60 to 70 percent of the game but another aspect that i don't think you get to see as much in demos and stuff is the uh the perspective based stuff where essentially things will materialize if you look at them from the right angle and i thought that was a really cool thing to add because it's like all about your perspective not like i don't know it it just it was kind of cool that it was literally like you might have to stack some things up to literally look at this certain space in the room and in, in the right yeah. way where you materialize a block and then that becomes like your and you, there was one where I like took a sign and then I like made it really big and then it illuminated the whole room because it was a giant light you know like right. there was some really cool stuff they did in here my favorite thing was like there's one where you like essentially think you're getting chased by a murderer the whole time and you mm-hmm. run through this one area and you just see all these boxes that say die on a door you yeah. remember that and then you run yeah, up and it's yeah, yeah. diet soda
1: yep oh, oh they, yeah. they, they they stole that, that was so cool i was gonna say they stole that from the simpsons you know where it says uh, they? well it, it said like um it was a joke where it said like die but it was actually diet and homer's even scared more scared about diet than die and that that's that's funny
0: i remember, I remember that oh yeah but yeah. it's all about like they do a really good job with how they i don't know it's it's a very i'm trying to figure out how to how to phrase this. Like it, it's like uh you know if someone made the Mario Maker level right the game maker mm-hmm. level right like this is like very meticulously crafted they kind of know what you're going to do and eventually they try to you know send you for a loop like no you're going to ru- you're just going to fall down a hole if you do this and then you're going to have to use I really kind of thought it was cool that mm-hmm. they use like you have to learn like the background contrast is how you're going to see the things that Get you where you need to go and it just kind of like it teaches you to pay attention to the background just as much as like whatever's in front of your face because the background might illuminate literally in some regards or also figuratively and like perspective based I it was a fun game and um yeah right after we got home from Chicago uh Sean and I like came home and we like hung out with the cats and stuff and we watched some TV or something and Shauna fell asleep and I loaded up this game. Cause it was free. And I'm like, I finally get to play this. And like on the PS five, surely there won't be any sort of like graphical hitches, which there were not. And I played all the way through it in one sitting. And I don't know how much time I spent it was probably three to four hours maybe, but I literally just oh, sat probably. there. Like I would get up and do other things, you know, and pause the game. But I was just like, this is my, Netflix binge for the night. I'm going to play through this game, and it was fun, and I highly recommend it. Play it. I think
3: I think I had
2: a similar experience with the first go around. Where I, I think I did it in like two sittings. But it, it's it's just like uh, uh, perfect. I mean it was perfect length, like in and out. You can you can get into this game in, in, in an evening or so, and uh, it's. I, I feel like they they probably have trimmed uh three times as many ideas as they had like they picked the best ideas i did not think there was really one in the bunch that was like a dud or unoriginal or repeating something that they did already or whatever and then i think like you i i, I thought um the game when i first played it um maybe it was going to be like a pale a pale portal but even portal being great. I was like set up for like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm for a pale portal, pale portal, but it's gonna be good. I think this game approaches like approaches being as great as, as portal. And it's something different. Like, it's, it just kind of has the same sort of sense of humor, the same idea of first person puzzle.
0: There's definitely a sentient and, and AI that's, that's sort of yeah. holding you hostage, but it's not quite yeah, true. As- it's not quite there, as like uh, neurotic or whatever as Glados is.
2: And there's themes of like going beyond the bounds of where you're supposed to be,
0: right? And, and then also the like side and all that. I, I kind of got a Cave Johnson vibe from the uh, the doctor. That's Doctor Glenn your Pierce. Dreams. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, and I I think that the central idea that they use of this of perspective puzzles and then other visual puzzles is very distinct from what portal is and it's 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 like an exciting and unique game in its own right
0: i mean perspective is very important and that's like ultimately that's what made me love the game like because it's sure you're in a 3d space but like your perspective is more important than the actual like 3d space so like there was actually a couple of puzzles i was stuck on for quite a while where yeah i was just like wait a minute it's like, I need to think of it. And I didn't like, I never consulted the internet. I'm happy. Ooh. I didn't, I just like literally was running my head against the wall on a couple of these puzzles, but, and also this is a game that people should watch, you know, Shawna was sleeping for a good portion of it, but yeah. she did see me like finish out the game and like complete the final part well, that final. Oh my God. That final like home stretch of it is so cool. But uh yeah, where it just goes a little haywire. It's, yeah. it's, it's definitely a take on portal that is different enough that i would say forget your quantum conundrums forget your color foil or whatever that shit was called sorry developer of that game i don't remember what it's called i actually own it but uh no play quantum or no don't play Quantum. Conundrum. play, <laughs> play super liminal i think it's probably the best portal adjacent game you're gonna play Short of maybe loading up Narbacular Drop if you want to get classic. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally puzzles that are very, like, they might as well be Portal, but they're different because of how they approach the control and the perspective stuff. The perspective stuff is, you know, initially it's kind of like, okay, this is kind of like a cool gimmick. But yeah, by the end of the game, you're, I, I just was very impressed in how. You know, Maybe because I was playing on the PS5, but how seamless a lot of that stuff was functioning and how you're essentially a slight spoiler, but the computer is encouraging you to break the game like it wants you to break it, even okay, though it's so. pretending like it doesn't want you to.
2: I know, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Super Limitra after here and all that?
1: I've never played it.
2: Um, yeah, but what, what do you think? now I'll... We have two people who've played it. And...
1: No, I'll play it someday. I got, I got a lot of things to play. So sure. it's, it's got to get in line between behind uh, every other game that came out this year. And then maybe someday I'll play it. I'm sure it's great. Uh, you know, one of these days when it's on sale and I have and I have time, I'll get to it.
0: I think it's a good like treat it like you're like I said, treat it like you're uh, watching that anime that someone keeps recommending to you. And you're finally just going to sit down and watch that like seven episode. I got, anime I got a, I got a list
1: whatever. of those two. I still haven't got to.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's kind of how I felt about it. Like I was just like, I'm just gonna finally just sit down, kind of like get into this game and see where it takes me. And then before I knew it, I was like done with it. Planning on finishing it. Well, I it does let you it kind of like subvert your expectations too. Like in a bit where you think it's gonna end way before it actually does. Anyway, mild spoiler, but I recommend this game. It's good. It was good. What five hours probably. Maybe five to six hours, depending on how much you run your head against a wall.
1: Yeah, how quick you can understand the whatever the puzzles. Did you want to I mean, did you want to mention the other game,
0: or do you want to? Go I guess back? so. I didn't. I didn't know if you had played it.
1: No. Did you try
0: <laughs> no. loading it up on the Japanese eShop? No. <laughs> so I, apparently, I mean, the I, I've,
1: I've said I've said before on this podcast how I feel about Jet Force Gemini. So I'm uh I'm in no rush to play that game again because it. Because I hated it when I was when I was nineteen when I played it. So,
0: it well, specifically, uh, you can play Jet Force and I, but it's called like Star Wars Kid, or I don't know, it's got some different name.
1: I wish it was called Star Wars Kid; that'd be funny.
0: I can't remember what the name of it is. It's got a different name, but it's in
1: Japanese, Japanese. right? Because it's on the Japanese. Uh, e- it's all Japanese, NSO, but yeah.
0: yeah, but it's there's literally a different app you have to download called Oh yeah, eighteen plus. Yeah. yeah, there's an eighteen and plus has one now. Golden Eye and. Jet Force Gemini are the only two titles on it, but yeah, I downloaded that and I played a little bit of it, and mostly I was just impressed, like how smoothly it runs. Controls, I need to change those. Yeah, the controls were
1: real were real bad when it came out. But I, I remember. But that. I also wasn't yeah. trying
0: to play with an N sixty four controller either. I was oh, yeah, playing that's with my ADO. So yeah, yeah. But I might come back with it, the 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 uh, the actual N sixty four, like a uh, you know N S O controller. I have see if that's a little better, but. I might end up remapping it like i did goldeneye but yeah it was i mean it looks cool and the frame rate's great and i I imagine a lot of that has to do with it being a remastered version but uh yeah it looks great i just i can't really follow it because it's all in japanese but it exists and i tried it and anybody who has a switch and has you know nso can create a japanese profile and get this game right now if you want
1: they can try it too
0: and I mean, it's a full game. It's just in Japanese, but it's there. And you could also play Goldeneye Japanese if you really want to <laughs> subject yourself to that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's fun.
0: I mean, it might be great if you read Japanese.
1: But... So, do they say for Japan instead of for England? When that, it's like for England, James, for Japan, James. No, I'm, I'm sure they don't change the actual line. They say for
0: Nippon. Yeah, because they say they stay like authentic. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the week for me.
1: I know you've been very very busy john so yeah, why I'm don't, why, no don't why don't we just jump to our topic for episode 400 and uh what i thought we would do you know we do on a lot of our patreon episodes patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast uh we do bonus shows where we do like ranking episodes where we talk about like our top five top ten favorite whatever things and i thought we would do for this one for a 400 episode we do it like a regular one for everybody who's not on patreon we do our top Five favorite Nintendo franchises that are not Mario or Zelda, and uh, looking at all the different franchises that Nintendo has, maybe as a future Patreon episode we could do our top five Mario franchises because there's so many fucking different franchises inside of Mario that it's like there's got to be at least yep. like thirty in there, like between like the, between between like the sports titles and the RPG and like Mar- and Luigi's Mansion, WarioWare, and like y- y- we could do our own top five just based on the. The 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 Mario titles that are non that are non regular. So side they're scroller.
0: franchise made by Nintendo. Is that the specific?
1: Yeah, like uh, you know, or least like,
0: appearing on Nintendo consoles.
1: Well, my I mean, my rule was that they need to have at least more than three games or three games or more. So like you know, right. like uh, like Splatoon, Animal Crossing, like uh, stuff stuff like that. that's uh, stuff that
2: isn't first party only.
1: Yeah. So oh, uh, first party so only exclusives. Okay. Nintendo exclusives. And yeah, stuff that's published by, by Nintendo. Like that that sort okay. of thing. You know, you, you know, you you've seen him. Star Fox, Kirby, uh, I guess I would consider Don, I you're Don, Don, them all. Donkey Kong could be not Mario because Mario's not in there. So or or John suggested like Smash Brothers could be away from the Mario franchise because everybody's in there. Like like that like that sort of thing. Yeah. So do you want to start Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do mine because I don't uh, have a whole lot of uh, yeah, I got. I got to get going
1: tonight. I got Yeah, I was uh, gonna say. Well, totally we don't have. Time. We. I mean, so, I and mean, we don't have that much time left. I wanted to wrap it up in the next. John, like, can you next, finally like, reveal that next, you're like, working minutes. on the sequel
0: to Three Hundred, which is called Four Hundred? <laughs> <At
2: least.
1: laughs> <laughs> there was a sequel to Three Hundred. Yeah, Zack Snyder's Four Hundred. It's about our episode. Yeah, I was gonna. It's say, actually uh,
0: Jodorowsky's Four Hundred.
1: I don't think. I don't think we'll spend that much time on it. So. Can we just can we just alternate and go through the five because sure. we don't really need to talk yeah. about it for that long? But you can start, John, with what your number five is.
2: All right, my number five is the Me Games, the Me series. Oh, okay, interesting. So, wow,
0: it's about all that, about you, huh?
2: So what? Yeah. Do, yeah so what
0: does that? So me.
1: what? So what does that entail? I'm, I don't even know what that means.
2: So think of like, uh, well, that would be Wii Sports, the entire Wii series.
1: Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, like, we play Wii, uh,
2: Wii sports resort. all yeah. that Pilot Wings Resort, Miitomo, um, Mi- all of it. Yeah, Metomo.
1: Mitomo was the was, was the uh, what was. was the yeah. like cell phone game, right?
0: Yeah, I still miss cell phone. It
1: Was a Tamadachi Life? Yeah, was, the one, was the one was the one with the bees, right, on 3ds? Tamadachi Life. Yeah, that game was yeah. fun. I played that, that. one too. I got married to Jess on there the games before we actually got quality. married.
2: They might they might be a varying quality, but I think it's hard to deny the impact of the memes and how those spread if you were around in the gaming scene in you know 2006 to 2000. I don't know.
0: They're beyond think, that. So, They're like yeah. I'm getting like so they still exist. There's a not, Switch, to, keep Switch Switch the not to keep repeating to it. sports. I say not to keep repeating it, but it was my birthday this past week. And a few people that wish me happy birthday on Facebook were using a very me-like avatar. Oh, you know, I don't.
1: Like yeah, me. I don't like those avatars.
0: But those <laughs> avatars are definitely yeah. an extension of like.
1: Oh yeah, for me. Sure. Like the me started yeah. that. Shit. I do. I do not. I do yeah. not like those avatars at all. Yeah, no, I've, I don't I've, either. I've never made one for myself. Like my mom mm-hmm. has one. And I'm I don't like. I'm like. I, I'm like. Hate. I hate the way these things look. But people like them for. I don't know why. But, yeah. But yeah, they are. They are totally like a, a. You know, from the from the influence of me. I mean, there were even mes on Xbox. They had the fucking Xbox avatars yeah. and all that. Like, it's... do you remember how
0: quickly they Sony came out? did the same?
1: Yeah, did yeah. they? I don't yeah. remember how, having how quick Sony was, was it
2: that, that after the
1: well, Sony
0: was like second life.
2: six months. It was like six months or so after the mes came out, six maybe eight months. I don't know that Xbox debuted theirs, and I guess PlayStation had had theirs, but I don't remember that one.
0: Well the the Uh, Xbox thing was like like a huge overhaul to the entire OS. Yeah,
2: Yeah,
1: Xbox did it. Well, I had a PS three and I got be wrong about PlayStation. I guess there was a PlayStation home thing where you could make an avatar for yourself, but I never never played it. But I never played it. But I guess it I mean people said it wasn't great, so I never even bothered with it. (laughs) You know? And I don't even know I don't even know how to get it. But yeah, no, I mean that's yeah, definitely. I guess that would that's still Mario adjacent because there's Miis and Mario Kart. No, nah, I'm I'm kidding. That's fine. No, it's 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 all good. Yeah, no, all those. Uh, yeah, they need to bring back uh, what was it? We play the one that came with the controller. They should sell that one again. The one that had like the oh, one yeah. where you like where you like ride the cows or you like just tilt the re- the remote and you just fit your person into different person shaped things. There was a there was a wireware that that used. That I used felt that like on that there. was
0: a piece of shovelware that people just bought for the controller oh
1: it was it was totally but but the games on there were kind of stupid but kind of fun there was like a duck hunt ish game on there that was fun where you shot like ufos and stuff wow i had a good time with it i mean but yeah everybody bought it for the controller obviously but my number five let's see i'm gonna change it from my notes actually you know what there was there was a tie between three things let's see which one am i gonna say all right let's go with my original id my number five is splatoon the splatoon series which uh, which we've all played, Splatoon one, two, and three. There are three of them. They're incredibly hip. They make you feel like an old person while you're playing it. Not really. I, I feel included by the Splatoon world, but you know, there's these little squid characters. You, you know what they are. You've played them. There's a they get, they got the squid. They whatever. They got the squid fest thing where you vote on the different. They ain't things just squid you no for more. It. Yeah.
0: Some are octopods and some are. Uh, wait. Isn't there a third thing? Clams or something.
1: I think. Well, I mean, there's. Yeah, I guess they did bring the Oct- the Octo people in there now as well with the Octo expansion on on Splatoon too. But yeah, they just. Uh, you know, Nintendo did their own like third person multiplayer thing, where it's like, what, what if, what if we were the bullets? What if you became the bullets? What if you could shoot the bullets in the ground and you could become them? Like, I mean, it, it was a cool idea and super popular in Japan still.
0: The the whole like tran- like your bullets becoming your. Mode, Your mode of travel, motion yeah, is fucking fantastic, and, and yeah. I, it, it feels so natural when you're playing it. Like they nailed something very special when they did that.
2: They splatted it.
1: They did. It's been something I I've splatted the fuck out of it. <laughs> it's been something I've been talking about for years because I bought Splatoon one when it came out for Wii U, and I was like, "This game is great." Well, I love the single player. But me, a person who really doesn't like playing multiplayer, it kept me coming back to the multiplayer because they kept adding stuff like every week or every two weeks. And they did really, really good about like bringing you back for shit, like adding new weapons and doing like, yeah, doing the big uh, the big events where you vote on the things and all that. And and even like the yeah, they even ended up doing like DLC and all that shit. And I remember I got Splatoon one and then I convinced Jeremy to get Splatoon two and then I convinced John to get Splatoon three. So now we all have Splatoon in some way. But you should play that's all... Actually, I think... It, I mean, John has Splatoon 1 also on Wii U, but you should play sure. it. Like, I, I always tell everyone to at least play the single-player. Like, single-player was awesome, and it, I was just... I bought it just for the single-player because it reminded me of, like, uh, Super Mario Sun... Or not Sunshine, like Super Mario Galaxy, where you do a thing and shoot to another part of the ga- of the planet and do another thing. But yeah, really, really awesome and made by some people that I might mention later on this list. Suspense. But that's my number five. I got it, Jeremy. You're
0: up. Yeah, I don't know because at this point I'm like scrambling for what is my actual number five versus like something that no one's mentioned yet. Mm. I was Say
1: there's a lot of things we haven't mentioned yet. There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot more. Uh, I was say look at that link that John put on the Slack. There's a lot of things. On I there. think
0: a fair number five would be Donkey Kong Country.
1: There you go.
0: Because That's I fair. genuinely or do- or like Donkey,
1: or Donkey Kong in general. You know, doesn't
0: well, guess... I genuinely like those. Donkey Kong Country games, and I haven't played through like all the Donkey Kong Land games on Game Boy, which I know Trey's got a bit more experience. I played, with.
1: I played the first one, and I liked it a lot. Like, I mean, but I was in high school, but I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good.
0: But I like all three of the original Donkey Kong Country games, and you know, I regard two to be like the the, the White Whale that I've still not fully finished without cheating. But between one and three, like one is like obviously the the uh the pilot episode and then three is like the over bloated you know <laughs> and,
1: three, and three, three is the jj abrams ending uh three exactly three so is, two the, is three is a really bad episode nine where it's just I like believe we, we don't trey know what to would do agree here. With me.
0: <laughs> i believe trey would agree with me that two is the best one like i think the oh the sure and yeah. everything about it is perfect but like I really love three just because you know I've got memories attached to it and like including like crazy drug-based hallucinations and stuff so yeah. I', tr- I, tr- I tr- on country
1: I tried it uh, but I mean I have to recommend the Wii and the Wii U ones because those ones are much better oh uh, yeah re- absolutely and ones. I f-
0: I have tropical freeze and uh returns on my switch actually I don't have returns Yeah, though.
1: returns isn't on there but it's on 3ds and Wii and but I, have, I do
0: have Tropical Freeze on Switch, and I kind of just stopped playing it like I do a lot of games. But yeah, I do own that. But well,
1: I gotta tell you, since, since you liked a game called Super Mario Wonder, you should go back and play Top- Tropical Freeze, because they did all those things before on Tropical Freeze. Mario Wonder's yeah. finally just catching up to it. But it's all been done before. I mean, and it had Donkey a Kong. similar
0: feel to yeah. <laughs> it. It's like, what, what do they say? Like uh, uh, Jungle Beat and Mario Sunshine had a lot in common. I don't know about
1: that. I mean, Jungle Beat was just a really weird. It uh, was a really, I just think w- really that a uh, lot drum, of ideas. Two D uh, thing
0: they wanted to do in Jungle Beat got like carted over to Sunshine or not Sunshine um, Galaxy maybe Galaxy yeah maybe it was yeah, the same know. it was the same team sure yeah yeah look it up there's I've read an article somewhere about it at some point
1: time. I'm just saying from yeah, playing I'm Martin, it now from playing Wonder, from playing yeah. Wonder I do see a lot I was like. There's a lot of stuff I already saw in, in Tropical Freeze, but you know they're catching up. They're catching up to the good to the good 2D games, but no, well, without
0: good. a doubt, like Donkey Kong Country was just like obviously it was like I don't know like when it came out on Nintendo, I remember it being so hyped. Like obviously they poured a bunch of money into like promoting that game, and then when I did actually play it. I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, in my head, I was playing, like, the next console. I wasn't playing a game on the Super Nintendo, you know, when I played it at the store, and it just looked so smooth and fluid and three-dimensional and how the characters were. Fully
1: rendered. And stuff. It was yeah. fully rendered. Well, I mean, they wanted, they needed, you know, they needed a way to compete with PlayStation, right, to make uh, Super Nintendo look like.
0: Well, this was before. Look like a better system. Came out.
1: But, I mean, Donkey Kong Country 2 was around that time, yeah. right?
0: I'm still thinking of the original Donkey Kong Country, just the how amazing it looked and how it was just like I really did think I was playing the next generation of gaming because of, you know, I fell for the the trick. (laughs) You know, they turned turned 3D rendered models into sprites and they did a really good job with like having enough frames where it was really fluid and stuff, but you know, they were essentially just doing some stop motion or whatever, but It looked great yeah and it was amazing and the music was great and like they had like the you know i had never seen like the the lighting change in a single stage before and like they do that real early on like it it was a very 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 like in like the lack of um ui like the ui was off the screen they did a really good job making that game look like it was from another generation
2: visually it was revolutionary and like yeah. it, it it seemed we, we've talked before about like the jump from to to n64 was like mind-blowing or the jump to virtual real, virtual reality was mind-blowing and i think that the jump to the uh, donkey kong country that style of graphics and at a time when i think it came up like a year before toy story even so we weren't you know, well, even. Like, the same year as a
0: as a Super Metroid.
2: Same year as At least Super in the Metroid, US, yeah. But like, as far as seeing 3D modeled characters animated, it was still new, and so it was it was a revolution in to a, a lesser extent than ben 64 VR, but it, it was in the same was the same realm.
0: I would. say. I think. Yeah, yeah they were learning they like. New. Not that presentation wasn't already a thing on the NES, but think about the NES. They like they wanted to extend that console as long as they could so they kept putting more chips into the cartridges, which not to say they didn't do that on the SNES as well, but like this is about stretching out hardware and like this was just like one of those cases where like they were stretching out the hardware that was already kind of outdated based on like PCs and stuff at the time. And like, how can we make a console look like it's something else? Well, we'll use one of those crazy PCs to make the graphics for the console. And they kind of like did a little trick and it worked so good.
1: It did. But you know what else worked really good? John's number 4 Move yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll move on to the this next one. Really good. That's my uh, segue.
2: Funnily enough, this is probably my, my, uh, uh one that is the biggest stretch and therefore does not work that well but i'm going to call it the extreme sports series yes i'm going to love together wave race 1080 excite bike truck bots maybe even the cruising series anytime nintendo just goes out on a limb I'll, I'll ice, it. spirit spiritually
0: i'd say like arcade sports right
3: Sure.
2: Yeah, n- Nintendo Arcade Sports. Yes, not a capital, all caps like franchise. You know, not in that sense. But
0: but some in the spirit of like NBA Jam or Blitz. Like it's like yeah. they take an arc. They take a sport and they make it uniquely Nintendo. Uniquely
1: Nintendo. It's definitely they something they
2: I'd should, like to see come they back. That they should make like like a a I don't know a series out of that, but just, nintendo sports series nintendo arcade sports series whatever
0: it is well they did like Wii sports or something yeah something like that like no it would
2: it
1: would be it would be really cool because yeah like seeing something like wave race or like 1080 like as a standalone thing you wouldn't really see that as much you know but it'd be cool it would be cool to i mean i would I mean, I would love it if they would just... I mean, you already have uh, Wave Race on the NSO. is uh, coming soon on the NSO. But I would love to see at least something that put, like, the sequels of those together, like 1080, Avalanche, and Wave Race, Blue Storm would yep. be cool. And, yeah, it would be cool if, like, maybe they did a sequel. They could just put them all together. It would be cool if they could, yeah, bring in that guy that did Cruising USA with Nintendo. Why not? Uh, have him come back and do another one of those, because... Uh, Eugene Jarvis. I know he really wanted... Uh, HD versions of those to be on Switch of the original, uh, the original like Cruising USA World Exotica. And I would, I would buy that. Which I was just and, playing, you know,
0: what's that game called again? Damn it. I feel so bad. But I was just playing that the other day. cruise
1: Cruising Blast? Cruise and Blast. Yes. Yeah, so I was just playing Cruising Blast game. the other night. Yeah. That's and a good game it's too.
0: Fucking amazing. I love it. And I was actually explaining to Shauna, like, the whole timeline of this course is based on how I move through it. Like, like the little thing on the YouTube bar that you're looking at. And it took a little while to kind of explain it, but I was like, I'm literally the the little tab on the YouTube bar for this course. Like you're going through it really quickly. Well, no, like, it, no, like as far the as the course the evolves around you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Did you try the thing where you like stop moving and the dinosaur stuff and everything else stops moving? Okay, I didn't do that, that, but because that's but crazy. I
0: was yeah. kind of sort of explained. I, I don't know. I oh, yeah, kind of how explain. it's
1: well, it's it's so, it's so that like all the yeah, so all the big things always happen to where you're yeah. at and all that. I played Cruise and Blast in Abu Dhabi. That was uh yeah. First, you're essentially the time little, time I like it. I said.
0: You're a little. You're a little like. The line on the YouTube video that's moving across.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: That I allow
1: that. That's a great uh, Nintendo franchise for number four. So yeah. my my number four, I mean, I hope you haven't forgotten about it yet. Uh, it, it it basically it did a lot for all of us. I have a poster based on it, like right over on the other side of this wall. Uh, we've done multiple episodes about it. But my number four mm-hmm. is Animal Crossing, the Animal Crossing games for Nintendo. I mean, it got us through 2020. Yeah. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough... This company that I'll talk about later uh, also did this game with Nintendo, Animal Crossing. But yeah, twenty twenty, Animal Crossing New Horizons. You know, I I put five hundred hours into this game. That's the most hours that I put into any game.
0: I played that like, game like it was my job because I was yeah. employed because of the pandemic.
1: Yeah, and just just put a thousand into it. Just got a uh, John levels on Mario Mario Maker two on that, and just actually start started playing it started playing it again like this week. Like started doing more house design stuff and all that. So as it's, far it's as the my time and game, it's
0: still number yeah. one.
1: Yeah, I put. I know I put over five yeah five hundred hours into it. And as I was trying to go through this list, I'm like, you know, I've always had like my own top five Nintendo franchise lists in my head, and I was like, but I want to try to be like, well, what was something that I, that, you know, I really enjoyed a lot of, or like what, you know, and I've been pushing, I've been pushing Animal Crossing since Animal Crossing on GameCube. I've been, I've been trying to. I mean John was there. I was like you got to play this game. It's like way beyond everything else. Like it's so fucking great. And finally Animal Crossing New Horizons. Finally everybody figured it out like the beauty of Animal Crossing. And who knows what ha- what will happen in the next Animal Crossing, but I'm here for it. Like whatever the sequel is, I I am interested because yeah, we had a lot of fun with new, new Horizons. I foresee some huge
0: update to the current game out of the blue and like
1: There should be. Well, oh, it's a New Horizons on Switch 2. Like like what they did with the... With New New Leaf. But New Leaf was really, really good, too. So, I mean, there's, like... There's, what, like, five different Animal Crossings or whatever? I mean, I... The DS and the Wii one I thought were so-so. But the the GameCube, the 3DS one, the Switch one, I thought were, like, really outstanding. Especially the Switch one where you could even, like, change the fucking land. And you could, like... It's amazing all the stuff they ended up letting you do. And then they added, like, the house... You know, the Happy Home Designer later. And got to put Animal Crossing one in there because... You know, I've been simping for that game for years, and I'm glad that people finally came around to it and finally re- got to got to experience the beauty of KK oh, Slider yeah. and all that stuff.
0: well Wonder- I mean, KK Slider is the true goat, even though he's a dog.
1: Wonder, yeah, what wonderful game series, Animal Crossing, number four.
0: I feel good about that. My number four is something similar, you know, deep in my bowels. It's not quite a number two just yet, bad it's Four. Ferment- it's fermenting. It's fermenting like a little WarioWare. WarioWare? Ooh. Crossover MarioWare.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll allow it since Mario is not in any of the WarioWare games. It's not Wario Jason or Mario Jason. I mean I
0: thought we would include
2: WarioWare.
1: No, WarioWare's I good. I
2: also have it on my list.
1: Okay. Well, I'll say Mario is not any in any of the WarioWare games, so yes, it is it is legal. Well, he it's is, legal. but
0: like in the uh well, actually, no Wario replaces him, you're right. Well, he I guess in the, min-
1: in the in the mini yeah, well, in the mini games there is like mentions of him or whatever, but as a character he's yeah. not in there. Doesn't matter. Wario wears. No,
0: Wario, Wario always replaces Mario even in the classical. Um yeah, this game is uh you know, this whole series and I will say I've only played a little bit of the newest one at Trey's spot last week. But Yeah, we did. I do want to play it eventually. I I do plan on buying it eventually, but gotta find just gotta find your wrist a straps. game i think it's a game that always push pushes the hardware and either it's there to highlight features of the hardware or it's there to push something and i think in particular warioware twist is just twisted. like what i say you just said twist i said twisted oh Warrior twisted yeah is like incredible because you know we didn't realize it at the time necessarily but that was the prototype to the the first Wii, moat the Wii mote. Oh yeah, yeah. For that sure. technology in a Game Boy Advance cart to kind of simulate like let's see how much people like this. And you know it came out like I believe it came out after we've discussed this before. It came out after the DS was released and the DS Wario version had been released in the U.S. So we had still not seen the last Game Boy advance wario Wear, which was just the second one on that system but man what a fucking incredible game Warrior where twisted is just if you have a game boy advance you need to have that game and uh, it's just it just utilizes technology in a great way and like they just you could really tell they were playing around with it like there's all these toys you can unlock where you can do different things and like most of it's like you know not that Interesting, but there's actually like instruments and stuff where if you really wanted to, if you were like focused on it, and maybe someone's done it on YouTube already, but you could literally probably Writes, make an songs or albums, yeah, and write songs based off the instruments that you can unlock in WarioWare Twisted. So, yeah, WarioWare was always about, you know, initially that it was like, you know, the whole like pretense is Wario oh. is like trying to make a bunch of money, so he's just gonna make. A bunch of really shitty small games instead of making one big nice game and that is so i don't know it makes so much sense in modern times but you know at the time i don't think shovelware was quite what it is now and uh yeah warioware was ahead of the curve and like made all these like crazy games where you're like picking noses and
3: <laughs> stealing
0: toilet paper i don't know what else you're doing but like it's it just all these scenarios like you're like why am i doing this in a game But at the same time, I'm so fucking glad I'm doing this in a game because it's so funny and so satisfying to like do these strange things that are all based on, you know, completing it within three seconds, like hitting a a button or like a direction on the the D-pad. But yeah, WarioWare has just been a great like between showing off the technology and then also just making it something that's that a spectator would be like, what the hell is even going on here? And they're going to become it feels interesting. Like, like all it's, of this. Yeah.
2: It feels like all the stuff that Nintendo deemed too weird for a bunch of other games, then they just, someone at Nintendo just went in and picked up the scraps and threw them into one game in WarioWare.
0: Yeah. This is the same team that I did Rhythm Heaven. So, like, they do have a little bit of experience in, like, these, like, I don't know which came first, rhythm heaven or WarioWare.
1: I think WarioWare did. We we did oh, yeah. a little, like way way back in the back when we were in the in the two digits for our podcast. We did an episode about WarioWare. and the and I and the, and I remember in the development of the of the Game Boy one, they were basically like post putting ideas on post it notes and just like lining a wall yeah. with all these different ideas, and they just were just like let's just be real crazy with it. And that's where we have the uh, the have the bidet game from the original one, where you just have to line it up with the asshole and just yeah, shoot it right into it. Like that's in, that that's, in that's in the, the original pinwheel. that's in the original Game Boy Advance game. Yeah, we well, yeah, has the little has the little butthole like the, the little like pink star there that's just like mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's obviously a, a bidet thing because you know bata- bidets. You are pick everywhere a nose, Japan, you
0: spray but, out a shitty yeah. asshole, like yeah, you're doing God's work, video <laughs> game style.
1: And even later, like uh, like for me being an audio recorder, uh what was it? You know, my favorite WarioWare is WarioWare. It will always be WarioWare smooth moves on Wii, but uh there's a game there's one where you have to like record somebody talking and you have to move with them with the microphone to like stay on axis and all that. And I was like Oh, oh. I remember that. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, there's a fucking
0: audio it's recording like, game uh, on here. That's awesome. It's like Luchador Wrestlers, right? <laughs>
1: Well, no, that I mean that's the Luchador Wrestling one is is a rhythm heaven thing. The uh, the the WarioWare one is actually you're interviewing somebody, and you have to hold the Wiimote, and they move and you basically have to keep the microphone in front of them, so you can hear them and it's basically booming, but as a video game, you know that sort of thing. But yeah, I think we should move on to John's next one after this, which is number whatever number three.
2: Be number three. My number three is WarioWare.
1: Oh, there it is. Nice. So you're close on there. Four and three. Yeah, WarioWare's a great one. I, You know, it's been my number six on here. Because there's my, cause my next three, you know, they're ones that I will always forever stand for. Simp, whatever, whatever cool term it is to say things. Uh, drink every time I say simp. It's only because Jeremy said it earlier. But my number three is F-Zero. The F-Zero games which would normally be my number two. But uh, yeah, no F-Zero games, I've loved them for years. F-Zero on Super Nintendo is still one of my favorite games of all time.
0: I mean, that was your first Super Nintendo game, right?
1: N- no, my first Super Nintendo game. No, that's ga- right. My first like Super Nintendo game, game was this game back here. Mortal Kombat 1 was my first Super Nintendo game that <laughs> I ever bought because <laughs> I gave no shits, too bad. gave no shits about Super Mario. Uh, because I had bad memories of it, because my sisters were very mean to me and, and my other family members when I played second player and they'd pause the game and I'd die at different times. Anyway, I didn't have great memories about Mar- about the Mario games, but I wanted to play Mortal Kombat Super Nintendo, so I bought a Super Nintendo without Mario on it, and I bought Mortal Kombat 1. And now I'm buying Mortal Kombat 12 on Switch, so hey, you know, nothing's changed.
0: No, that's Mortal Kombat 1.
1: Yeah, well, that's what they say, but it's actually 12. But F-Zero... F-Zero that's Mortal Combat 1. F-Zero on Super Nintendo... Uh, It does have a lot of nostalgia for me. I used to play it at a comic book store that I went to when I was a kid, and uh, uh, yeah, I I love F Zero. But F Zero, F Zero Super Nintendo was great, and then F Zero X on 64 was even better, and then and then one of the greatest games of all time, F Zero GX on on GameCube came out. And I was just trying to put this list together, and I'm like, well, I always put a couple of these franchises at the top of my list, and I was like, maybe I should put them different. I was like, well, you know, what has F Zero done for me lately? And I was like, well. Hold on. There's a little game called F099 that's on Switch right now that is really, really good. So I think F0 still holds my spot. And I was thinking about, like, if there was an F0 game that came out tomorrow that was 60 bucks, I would still do whatever I could to buy it. I'd still pay for it and, you know, whatever. Like, not.
0: I'd be, I'd probably buy it too. I'd be like, what? The fuck I would like F-Zero I would uh,
1: if, if 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 a new F Zero game came out or even if they re released F Zero GX like HD remastered version for sixty bucks I, I would buy it in like two seconds because that game is so good like F Zero yeah well, sure we got Mario Kart but F Zero is like the fast hardcore you know futuristic incredible like butt rock aggressive uh, rock whatever soundtrack you want to call it it's wonderful it's a wonderful wonderful game
0: it's the Star Fox of Mario Kart. <laughs> well yeah it's... even though mario kart came out later and it was supposed to be f-02 star
1: of. star fox is like the sir not appearing on mario kart on my on my be, uh, yeah. on my list here but no but f-0 awesome play f-0 99 it's a great game and then you can
0: it's it's wonderful i've played it recently i still like it classic it's mode. fun it's, it's really cool it's one of those games you can just dive into and be like You could get like uh you know like be like no I'm doing poorly, and then just quit, or you could just keep playing and then eventually you're gonna be like oh wait I'm getting better because you're like remembering how it works. All of a sudden you're back in the zone and you're having a great time just like Tetris.
1: Exactly. What's your number three?
0: My number three is something that we don't talk a lot about on the show. In fact, I I haven't checked out at least the last game. I may have missed the last two games as far as I know, but I was a big fan of the Professor Layton games on the DS. Oh. So I've been doing a little bit of a deep dive there, but I really found those games to be great. I mean, it's it's an
1: exclusive, so I'll allow it, right? It
0: was absolutely exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Factor five or whatever, but... um, So Professor Layton is like, essentially like a Sherlock Holmes type character, but, you know, he's super obsessed with being a gentleman, so...
1: Level five.
0: Yeah, I said level
1: five. You said factor five. (laughs) It's good, but but still, it's fine.
0: That's a different company. I get those confused too. There's a number five. Johnny Five is alive. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I just I when I lived with my, uh, you know, my last roommate I had that wasn't someone I was dating was uh, my uh, my friend Nick, and uh, Nick would always like buy all the latent games when they'd first come out, and so I played those, and a lot of times I just play them like chilling in the living room or whatever, just like taking my time, my sweet ass time. And that's one of the first times where I was really just like, it's nice to take your time with video games. Just chill, yeah. Take your time with it and just think critically and play them slow. And uh, that's the way the latent games are. And you know, some of those puzzles are a little easier than others, but usually there's some sort of clue in the description. And then you're approaching all these different puzzles where they're like using the they're utilizing the uh, touch screen in different ways, or uh, you know, like just trying their best to like turn you on your heel from what you would expect from the puzzle you're going to see. That's the best way I can describe it, but it all fits into the narrative and it all kind of makes sense and it's all a lot of them are optional. Like you have the ability to just kind of like power through the game and play the main puzzles, but there's a lot of cool little puzzles you could find along the way. And I just I don't know. It was cool and it's a very much like a logic based. Everything makes sense. You're never going to be like, what the fuck was that all about? Like, it all makes sense if you really think about it. And uh, I don't know. It's just a very, like, charming. I think the word nowadays would be cozy. It's a cozy game. And I recommend any of the latent games on the DS. And I haven't played any of the newer ones, but they were wonderful. And, you know, they're kind of like the cozy side of the Phoenix Wright games. Right.
1: And there's, like, another, yeah, there's another one coming out, too, I think, on Switch
0: sometime soon. soon. Yeah. And there's a whole, like, story of, like, yeah, there's 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 a whole, like, I wouldn't call it a multiverse, but there's a whole universe of, like, how those characters are related and stuff, so. Oh, yeah. And there's even some time travel stuff in one of the games I remember playing, so. Yeah, and there's, like, crossovers, really and
1: there's, like, a kid yeah. now, too, right? And he has a yeah. kid. I think that's the newest yep. one, is his kid. Number two. John, number two, what do you got? Number two.
2: Is all of the Nintendo franchises? I'm talking
1: about Super Smash Brothers. Oh, I was gonna say cheat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, Smash, Smash Brothers counts. Obviously, there's like what four of those at least. Uh, yep. 64, 64 cube, Wii, Wii U. Oh my god, there's like five of them. Well, in the and the, and the, and one, the 3DS yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, it is everything. The ultimate, the ultimate multiverse. We were talking about the Mortal Kombat multiverse earlier, but yeah, the the Nintendo. Did well, I they did the multiverse before it was popularized by whatever you know, before Marvel did it or whatever the fuck.
2: On yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, I think this had to be included. Talk about the, the, the best Nintendo franchises, uh, you might say we're talking about the ultimate Nintendo franchises, which means we gotta talk about the one that puts everything together.
0: And, it really does so, feel like they just threw everything in a blender, you know.
2: Well, not right. to mention now right.
1: that it's it like, I mean, Smash Brothers kind of blew my mind because you know I've I've always been a fighting game fan, and Smash Brothers was so different from like your regular like Mortal Kombat or Tekken or right. Street Fighter or whatever, and I was just like, this game makes no sense, but it it was just they just thought like so outside of the box and just did this completely different thing, and yeah, and I and I was right. just, I saw like a fight online earlier about people saying that like oh no, well that's a that game's not as good as whatever. It's like, but now it has everything in it. Now it has like Street Fighter and Tekken and King of Fighters in there. And like, it's just like.
2: So every. And
1: Kingdom Hearts even. Like, they just. Games. Yeah, they brought everybody into it. It's insane. And like, and Xenoblade so those- as well. Like, it's. Yeah, they just. Uh, they just reached out their arms and just brought it all. And like, and like 20 Fire Emblem characters, but whatever. They're all great.
2: To all those folks who say it's not like a real fighting game, I would say. All of your favorite fighting game franchises, except for Mortal Kombat, are represented right. in Super Smash Brothers. So the, the people who make those games embrace it as a great fighting game.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that even like the the Ryu and Ken characters, like if you do their moves the way you normally would, it like has higher damage uh, percentage and all that. Like you know, Smash Brothers is a hundred percent a fighting game. It's just a it's just a fighting game that you had not really thought of you know it's this complete but it's still yeah, it, it works right, exactly yeah. the same way like even though it's oh well, and, and even to the point of like street fighter 6 has bower has borrowed like the way that you play uh you know because now they have like the now they have the like easy mode or whatever like or the beginner mode where you can do where you can do moves <laughs> like you would in, in smash brothers so the the influence of smash brothers has like gone out to all of the other fighting games to where now street fighters even using it you know where they have their own like smash brothers mode so i allow it
2: yeah and then it's gotta it's also i also gotta say it's a one of the best nintendo franchises because not only is it like a great fighting game that throws all the nintendo characters in there it is essentially the nintendo museum put into a video game it's, it's you've got all these the trophies the different uh um the soundtrack the, the, the music you can collect it goes above and beyond being just like a quote-unquote nintendo fighting game to being a showpiece of all things great about nintendo
1: yeah and even when they they, stre- they stretch their arms out enough on this last one to incorporate like castlevania into it and like there are all these like you know new remixes of castlevania that were like we're not there before like they just yeah they really brought a lot of it together even like uh Something as silly as ARMS. We even had ARMS people in
0: there. I just think they view it as their pop cultural repository at this point. And they're like, let's just throw all that Nintendo in there so we can educate people while they just beat the shit out of each other. Fortnite style.
1: I always thought it was really cool to see Castlevania in there, though. For like anybody who grew up with an NES or SNES, like, Castlevania was always synonymous with Nintendo. And it was cool to see you know them finally back. Yeah. But my number two used to be my number one. But now it's my number two. And this, and this series... You should be uh, about that. <laughs> about my number one and number two being reversed. Uh, yeah. My number two is a little game series called Metroid. You ever heard of that? Can Can Metroid crawl? I'm not sure. Uh, you gotta got to look it up. Uh, look it up. What on happens if... Is, is pregnant. I'll say, look, look it up on Meverse. Uh, Miiverse doesn't exist anymore. But no, uh, Metroid... Uh, you know, Super Metroid, uh, probably my favorite game of all time. But... And and you know, these, so I would always say that F-Zero and Metroid were my favorite franchises. Even if we would put Mario and Zelda in here, they would still be my favorite franchises. So eat at Link and Mario. But, uh, but no, seriously, uh, Metroid, if anybody would ask me, what's your favorite Nintendo thing? I would always say Metroid. That's why we have that, uh, painting upstairs that Just did of Samus, because when we first started dating, Just said, who's your favorite Nintendo character? And I said, Samus from Metroid, because Metroid is my favorite. They've always been my favorite. I got here, you know. I got my Met, got my Metroid toys, like, right here. It's Metroid is all over the place. It's my favorite. It's my number two. And, uh, you know, it was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, well, you know, you've always had these favorite franchises. But what have they done for you this year? And thankfully, it's been a damn good year. Because we got the remaster of Metroid Prime. Also one of my favorite games of all time on Switch fucking baller amazing ass game and then we had metroid dread last year which is also fucking amazing which i think was our game of the year so i mean you know metroid's coming back in a, in a big way so i appreciate that because i love that shit that's my uh love that love those sci-fi the the sci-fi isolation of metroid and killer soundtrack and yeah wonderful design love the character love all of it. metroid good shit Witcher well, or two jeremy
0: Damn
3: it, I just blinked up.
1: Did you lose your list?
0: No, no, I didn't lose my list. I I've been altering it as we go. Okay.
1: We only got we got we only got two left. We're so close. Let's just I know John's gotta go to bed and I wanna
0: I know, give me a second. I'm ready here. to be done. So <laughs> I know my number one. My number two is John, why don't you do your final two and then I, I'm gonna think.
1: Okay. We're skipping it. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, we already did two. So John has one. We both have one left.
0: John, go ahead and do one, and then I'm gonna come back and do my two. And then, my sure.
2: My number one non Mario, non Zelda Nintendo franchises. It's GB Robo.
1: Uh, of course. Oh yeah. It, it's it,
2: underrepresented. Yes, there's only three. There's it qualifies it qualifies in my mind cuz they do have yeah. three.
1: They have three games. That's what uh that was my uh qualification. Mm-hmm. They do have three. Uh one of them is great. Uh I've oh, I've only played one other one which was not great, but <laughs> the GameCube one was great.
2: Yeah. I have only played one game in the series. But that was one of our qualifiers that we had to play more than one game.
1: No, no. The, the, yeah. The, the we one didn't, game... Just, I love it. Doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic, and uh, it deserves to have many more games. At the very least, they have to do a remaster of the GameCube one. It just—it's it, begging for it. You know, the game is—it's such great quality. All it needs is like a visual touch-up and put it out again. Like don't, they keep trying to put GB Robo and uh, like, well. With the other two, I guess they don't keep trying, but they've tried twice to do it in sort of a different way, one on the DS and then one on the 3DS. The 3DS is a side scrolling platform. I don't want a side scrolling platform I think the one on the 3DS is a was a missed opportunity because that would have been fantastic. I I to see the from the minuscule perspective, uh on the 3DS where you could do 3D. Uh, and I was looking forward to that. Like, as soon as I heard about 3DS and you know, like Trey, out like games that you know you see from a small perspective, I thought that could have been so cool to see tiny yeah. perspective in 3D looking like a little dollhouse or something. That would, would have been so cool. What a missed what a missed opportunity. But come on, bring it back. Uh at the very least, do a GameCube remaster and yeah. get on that, or, or at the very, very least, get on the get it on that NSO gamecube app that will we'll maybe
1: come ziplash
0: Zip was the last one right
1: yeah ziplash yeah. ziplash was the 3ds one which i did buy uh i bought it which in at... some
0: ways feel like it was more like a way to sell amiibo than to make
1: a yeah game. well i bought i bought it at the um I bought, it. I bought it at the uh uh nintendo store in new york while we were while jess and i were there just to yeah just to get the amiibo but also i wanted to try it and i did play it and yeah it's it's just got some really weird choices in it that are not fun like it has this whole like we can't even pick the next stage it, like it's randomly chosen for you and you might have to play a stage you already played and I'm like well, what are you I'm like what are you doing here like this this is not fun like what what is this you know and i would i, I was willing to give it a chance cuz you know it could be a fun 2D game or whatever but uh, but yeah no i would have I would have like got it on day one if it was a re-release of the GameCube game on 3DS. Like that would have been really cool, or even something like that. Yeah, where you could be the little guy walking around and doing all the shit and all that. Um, I still have my Chibi Robo GameCube game. I know it's very expensive yeah. now, but I still have it. But same, you know, it's basically like John and I are kind of on the same page here for different things for GameCube re-releases. I think you feel the same way if they released it, if they re-released it on Switch for sixty bucks, you'd still throw down for it. I mean, I would oh, if I they would. did a remaster 100%. of it. You know. Same with like F Zero GX, like as I'm saying, like uh, there's a lot, and and I think Nintendo's kind of realized that now with the Switch, obviously, that they can re-release some of their GameCube games at like almost full price. Like there, I mean, we we got we got Thousand Year Door coming out like just in a few months, which I'm really excited to play that game again because that's uh you know listen Same. to our Patreon, uh, we we put that it went up pretty yeah. high. I mean this I think I it's do. the best of the uh, Mario Mario RPG series. I would I'm have to agree, in my opinion.
2: Well, they, and they do show the GB love a little bit here and there, even though they don't make new games in the series, Like they keep, they put them in smash brothers. They, they put out that, that GB on fire tweet when people were anticipating a, a, a direct link. Oh and yeah, yeah. forgotten about, you know? And so I think there's people at Nintendo who, who recognize it's a good franchise, but.
1: And not, and not, and it's like and not, not to forget like, uh, you know, Pikmin very chibi. Like we had that, like the Pikmin four in the house. Like we had the little little character and all that. And also yeah. like the the level from Mario Kart eight, like where you're on the, you know, the one in the giant in the bathroom where you like go in uh, like in the bathtub and go through the drains. Oh, yeah. so that's one of my favorite new DLC levels. But that totally had that same like chibi Robo vibe to me, where you're the little.
0: And to a lesser extent, the Katamari like getting to play Katamari, like. Kind of getting the impression of maybe that's what Chibi is like. I've never played Chibi Robo. Yeah,
2: oh. yeah, I think you would really enjoy it because because you enjoyed Moon, and it feel it feels a lot like Moon, but in in three dimensions. Same developers and and set inside a house, well, inside a house it feels a lot like Moon.
0: Well, shit! Not- now I have to play it.
1: I liked yeah. it a lot more than moon, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, thankfully I you, you, it, you don't pass out from, well, I guess you kind of do you could pass out from a certain amount of walking. Cause you have to charge yourself. Cause you're a little, mm-hmm. uh little ma- uh, machine guy. I forgot about that. But no, I just thought all the characters were really interesting and yeah, the, the toys have their machine own machine st- guy, chibi, have their own stories and all that. And yeah, I was going to say, uh, I put it on my top, whatever list for whatever year that was, but tiny Ken had a lot of, uh, Chibi Robo, a uh, feeling to it, like that was a really, really cool game.
0: That not was a, Ni- a very early Switch release, not a
1: Nintendo game, but no, Tiny uh, Ken was a couple of years
2: ago. I think I think Chibi Robo is the number one Nintendo franchise that deserves a shot right in this moment when the Switch is at its peak. When they um, are still wanting to like sell switch software but they're probably moving most of their resources to the next system and so all you got to do and and as i said they still have some love for gb robo guys just just remaster the original put it on switch now that switch has a huge audience 20 times whatever the gamecube was at at the end of its life cycle like now is the moment to to launch the chibi franchise again do it
1: yeah i mean well yeah definitely now that they're yeah that they're doing like they're doing a remake of like Mario versus dk even you know like now that they're throwing out a whole lot of remakes put chibi out there too like let's see what it can do like uh pikmin 4 had li- like like they had like the highest uh, had like the best selling like even metroid did too like metroid had gotten had sold more than any other metroid had before that so we got the install yeah, base like, from other people. It was in there. the top
0: selling Pikmin game within like a couple of months.
1: Yeah. Well it beat uh well I mean three did really well too, actually, when it was re released on Switch. And they're and they were pretty close, but four was above it from what I saw. But but yeah, I mean it's the 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 the, the base is there, so yeah, put it out. People will buy it. I mean they put fucking bot and Kaidos on there, just I still haven't played, but I own it. So, <laughs> they put that on I saw
0: so I've not bought that. I plan to eventually.
1: Yeah, I bought it. It was on sale. So it's 30 bucks. Got it on sale. Uh, do you have your number two yet, Jeremy?
0: I do. My number two is Tetris. And this is like an historic one. But Nintendo's done so much with Tetris. Like, uh, they've really kind of like made it their own on Nintendo. And, and everybody else has. Like, Tetris is just like this very fluid game mechanic that can be manipulated in a lot of great ways and we just keep seeing different ways they do it but you know uh, historically Nintendo you know, was one of the first companies if not the first to as far as ones who produce consoles to get the Tetris license obviously Taito or was it Taito or yeah I can't remember who the uh Tension Ten- yeah, yeah. got a hold of the Tetris license mm-hmm. as well and released it on the NES but you know there was a lot going on because it was owned by the state when it was made because ussr was still a thing and uh yeah. you know so uh, as far as socialism works like tetris was owned by the state and in a lot of weird ways it just like spread all around the place but i feel like nintendo did the best job with it and if you're going to have that. your best versions of tetris you're going to find them on the the Nintendo consoles, including the Game Boy version. Well, yeah, they, they kind of made it their turned, own. Which right? turned, like, everybody into, like, you know, portable gamers, yeah. And not even, and then,
1: uh, yeah, not even, like, just, I mean, yeah, there's the Game Boy version, but don't forget uh, what I think is the best Tetris game ever, Tetris DS. Like, you played Tetris DS, right? Yeah. That game was That's so good. Tetris is amazing. Where it has, like, the, you got the Metroid game, you, there's, like, a Donkey Kong game, like, the Mario game. Mm-hmm. And it has like all these incredible remixes of the music, and and it's like it did like different Tetris stuff that you'd never done before. Like I love that game. Like Tetris DS. Tetris is a very
0: universal thing. Like I don't even know if I would call it a genre. Like a genre almost seems too vague for what it is. Like it's almost its own thing in how the human brain works and how it interfaces with our brains and the way we think. Like I just I would almost call Tetris like its own fucking thing but as far as like yeah. video game interpretations of those shapes nintendo has done the best with it and you know obviously yeah. tetris 99 is amazing and you know we have tetris effect that wasn't originally on the nes or on the nintendo consoles but uh we have it now you know they did a good job with porting it to the, the switch but yeah i just think like i feel the best place to experience a tetris game is still on it on a nintendo console and yeah. you're going to find just the best. It, it's just like this primal itch that we all have at this point, it seems to play Tetris and Nintendo just does the best job with it. And like, I just played like Tetris 99 recently, you know, like that game keeps it evergreen for me. I keep playing Tetris. Did like you get, this did you game get the... came out in 80, I think it officially came out in 85 on a mainframe owned by the USSR and eventually, you know, got moved to other means of, play or whatever but you know i probably played it on the ads first but it's been part of my vernacular as a gamer since at least 1990 maybe 89 i don't know like it's just built into my brain yeah, yeah tetris is just sense. it's just a, it's just an incredible thing that nintendo is exploited very well i
2: think uh I, yeah i allowed because it's so closely associated with nintendo and nintendo uh Ushered the Tetris phenomenon on well, they the also world.
0: did produce the first one that came out for ADS, yeah. The first, first
2: one that came out, for, it produced that, and like, yeah, it's. Uh, I i think that it's, it's apparent to me that whenever the Tetris company makes a game on the Nintendo platforms, it's like treated with uh, a high regard, it's a treated with that, uh, that history in mind, and the fact that folks like have that association between Tetris and Nintendo. So much that like Trey mentioned Tetris DS like that was like I I can almost guarantee the envisioning of that game was like Nintendo's got a new console guys. What would Tetris look like in whatever year that came out 2005? What would Game Boy Tetris look like in 2005? Let's just like throw all the bells and whistles at it and we're going to make it a Nintendo theme as well so yes i think although it's not owned by nintendo it might as it might as well be and they're so closely associated It in-
0: i mean i think it was howard lincoln who, like yeah who actually went to like moscow or wherever it was yeah. at the time and like negotiated to get it published on nintendo as a first party title so it was initially first party in whatever murky sense of the the word And that's why I allowed it in my. And that's why I was like forgetting it earlier. But I'm like, no, I have to include this because it is nearly synonymous with Nintendo, especially handheld Nintendo. Tetris is just like linked to that on a very base level.
1: I think it was Hank Rogers that went to that went to. Oh, I said Howard Lincoln. uh, Hank Rogers. Sorry, Hank Rogers. Howard Lincoln
0: was Hank Rogers was the developer. Howard Lincoln was the the lawyer the lawyer who
1: did go if you want it yeah if you you want to know the real story of it uh read it online don't watch that movie or there is actually a documentary that
0: yeah just go to the internet it's got all the truths
1: but there is an actual documentary on tetris that that was actually had real life things not that fucking shitty apple movie but uh
0: i i tried watching it but like everything started moving faster at the end of the movie i'm like i can't
1: <laughs> you, it, it's it's, it's, it's whatever it
2: is. I thought is. it was a fun movie. I thought, I thought it. That I haven't movie. seen it. I was just joking.
1: It's, uh, I, I yeah, I thought it was too long and too incorrect for its own good. Uh, can anybody guess what my number one is? I'm pretty sure that both of you can guess. I gave enough hints earlier. It's my number one Nintendo franchise. I can play you oh, as like, I, th- I thought
0: it would be your number two. I thought your number two would have been your number one. So that's why I'm like, is it really going to be Fire Emblem?
1: No, it's not that. Xenoblade. I was going to say, I could play... I could just play play something that might tell you about it. No, that's right. Xenoblade Chronicles is... uh, Wow,
0: that's your number one.
1: Xenoblade Chronicles is my number one because... After
0: all these years.
1: Well, after all these years, since the Super Nintendo, when I became an RPG fan, I have been, you know... Very thirsty for good RPGs on Nintendo systems, and we have not had a whole lot for years. And finally, Nintendo got this little wonderful company called Monolith Soft to uh, do some incredible, incredible games. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, th- there's a game series called Final Fantasy that people like love to pretend that they like, but I think that I think that the Xenoblade series has. Better has more better games than uh, than Final Fantasy. I'm just saying, Nintendo finally has their own franchise of incredible RPGs. We got Xenoblade Chronicles X, we got Xenoblade Chronicles 1, 2, and 3, not to mention the incredibly awesome DLC that we've gotten, and uh, there was the re-release of Xenoblade Chronicles 1 on Switch that also had DLC on top of it, there was another more cool shit, and we even had the DLC for 3 that came out this year, which had like incredible battle systems and all that on it, like yeah, I will always go to bat for Xenoblade, because
0: also not to mention Monolith Soft is just a a like in the pocket. They're they're a powerhouse makes Nintendo, like make sense anyway. Yeah.
1: That's what I was saying, uh that's what I was hinting at earlier because the two other games that I mentioned, Splatoon and Animal Crossing, are also made by Monolith Soft, including Breath of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the game, yeah. And uh they've done they've done other shit too. They worked on like uh what was it, the Mario Tennis game on Wii U and like they 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 did they did a bunch of shit. But they're they're a powerhouse Nintendo saw Xenoblade Chronicles X and they were like, we need that for Breath of the Wild. And they went to them specifically to make Breath of the Wild what it was because they knew that they understood making giant world like this giant scale of worlds and all that.
0: Then they realized, hey, we need this to be an in-house studio because, oh, my God, they're going to make somebody else successful if we don't.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought it like, uh, well, I mean. I don't need to get into it, but yeah, Xenoblade, the, Z- the people who made Xenoblade go as far back as Xenogears, and they even worked on, like, Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8, like the main developers did, but, uh, what was it, Xenogears, like, they ran out of money when they are making it, blah, blah, and they did, like, three episodes of, uh, what was the other one, uh, Xenosaga, there were like, the three Xenosagas, and, uh, when it came to, like, and then there was Banjo-Kaidos, which they did also for GameCube, when they, you know, when they were just kind of trying out Nintendo stuff, and blah, 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 and then finally, you know, there's Project Rainfall, all that shit. We finally got Xenoblade Chronicles here, but I feel like you know Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I still think it's one of the best games on the Switch. Period. And it, uh, the character is incredible. The fighting system is incredible, and it feels like a modern RPG. It's not a turn-based RPG. It's not an action RPG. It's somewhere in between. But just the way that they incorporated how you can switch from one character to another and make these incredible, uh, th- these incredible like uh, combos that you do, and and the and the stories are great. The characters are great. I'm just I'm on board for everything they do, like everything they put out. I'm there for it because they've been incredible. And uh, this is what I always wanted was Nintendo to have their own good RPG series. And yeah, I know there's the Mario RPGs one RPG one, but Xenoblade, sorry, blows it all out of the fucking water. Every single one. Also, also
0: one, of, also, one what? of your favorite games. What? Where you're the guy with the yo-yo. Star
1: Tropics? Yes. Yeah, Star Tropic. Is that your number one?
0: No, I just—I was surprised you didn't mention Star Tropics.
1: <laughs> there's only That's two. There's really. only two Star Tropics games, so it technically oh is not is not qualified for my uh for for my rules on uh, Nintendo franchises. They only have. There's only two Star Tropics games. I do love those games, but they're not in my top five. I mean, what have they done for me lately? Nothing. The last Star Tropics came out at the end of NES. I thought about that too when I was putting this list together. I was yeah. like, I would always say f-zero and, and metroid is my two favorite nintendo franchises but before the year i would have been like well i guess well dread was incredible but before dread i'd be like what have they done for me nothing like nobody cares about metroid nobody cares about f-zero but then we got 99 and we got dread and we got prime and then hopefully sure. prime 2 and 3 are coming as well and 4 maybe someday my brain's gonna explode whenever that happens but it's gonna be a wonderful explosion and i'm gonna enjoy all of it so yeah, but Xenoblade Chronicles, I mean, I bought fucking Xenoblade Chronicles posters and framed them and put them in my basement, like, as like a thing to look at because I wanted to be like, here's the ultimate trilogy: Xenoblade Chronicles 1, 2, and 3. So I obviously wanted to advertise my love for the series because I think it's incredible. And yeah, Xenoblade 3, awesome. And Xenoblade 3 DLC, really good. Like, it's, they just, like, every new thing, it's just like, they can't make it any better. And I'm like, it'll be like the same as the last one. But no, they do it completely different, and they just blow you out of the water all over again. It's like, fuck, what's Xenoblade Chronicles 4 going to be like? Who knows? It's going to, like, destroy us all in a good way. So I'm excited. It's my number one. What do you got? Give her a number one so we can wrap this up already.
0: All right. Yeah. So I had a lot of things that I was kind of debating for my number one. But based on what John said earlier, it kind of, like, wrapped up what I was thinking. So earlier, John was talking about what the extreme sports like excite bike and excite truck and all that. And so for me, Excitebots. I'm going to say for my number one, it's when Nintendo let us be creative, so I could go back to the original excite bike where they let us build a track and we couldn't save it because we didn't have Famicom disk system, but, um, Nintendo, when they allow us to make stuff, it's pretty cool. And that of course starts for me personally not just with excite bike but with uh mario paint and i loved mario paint i loved everything about it and eventually i kind of like by the time i you know was playing it for a year or two i realized you know you could take all these different elements and combine them together and you could make you know your own little version of a movie whatever like i did some sort of power rangers thing where i like made the go-go power rangers theme play while They were moving around and like Megazord flew over or something. But like I did all this stuff and I was just like, I kind of get it. Like there's all these elements of like animation where you have to do like you know the individual frames, but you have to also have to move them around the background and you have to have the background established and all this stuff. And like I just really like that Nintendo gave me that opportunity, you know, before I realized I could do it on a PC or something. Like I was doing this on a console. Subsequently, you know, later on, I would do that with other games, but especially the Mario Maker games. And then also, let's say, uh, you know, a little bit with the, uh, the Labo games and the VR Garage. Like, when Nintendo gives us the reins to be creative, I think that's one of the most satisfying moments of being, like, a Nintendo loyalist where I'm like, they trust me enough to, like, create my own stuff within this universe and like they've given me the tools they trust you to make it but not share it
3: well you (laughs) know that's depending on what it (laughs) is
0: i just love that like my you know when i was playing you know i bought zelda for 10 bucks with my birthday money when i turned 10 from the pawn shop i just want to go back to that kid and be like someday you'll be able to make your own games and it'll all be within the software of Nintendo like i mean little me would be like get away from me creepy old guy but <laughs> still like at the same time it's like uh
1: your hair is I don't so know. your hair is so long why is it so long That's it's just really cool
0: that you can make stuff in the Nintendo universe and maybe it's not canon but it makes sense within canon you know like especially you know in game builder garage or in um mario maker where you can like choose your style and you could make your game based on like a certain style of Mario and I just really love that Nintendo gave us that option and maybe you know early on Mario Mario Paint made us think like this is gonna happen a lot but it didn't you know there was kind of a sequel in Japan well there, there and,
1: was yeah there was the like DD stuff right the disc drive uh, Mario artist right. or whatever that but we didn't
0: see it again until I would say until Mario Maker like we didn't see that again yeah. until the first Mario Maker and we had this you know this awesome tool in the Wii U gamepad where we could draw and like obviously that wasn't as great in uh, in Mario Maker Two when they were on the Switch. But all I'm saying is like when Nintendo gives us the the reins and lets us build something, like a lot of really cool stuff happens. Especially when people can share it. And I think like as much as I love, obviously I love Mario. Obviously I I love Zelda. And we omitted these things from this conversation for a reason
1: i omitted them because they would be in your both top twos probably not not mine but uh, but others
0: (laughs) i love to sort of feel like i'm working in nintendo's universe that i'm creating something within that space where i almost like him rubbing elbows with miyamoto you know i know that's not really what's happening he's got a backdoor,
2: door like key to every mario maker software so he can yeah. like peek in and see your, check your levels and oh Jeremy's doing great I like this one
0: <laughs> but you know as far as like other games I've played where I could be creative I've never I've just never I've never like leaned into it as much as I did with Nintendo games and you know between Mario Paint and you know jumping all the way to Mario Maker and obviously I did some stuff with Game Builder Garage and uh with the uh the Labo like it's there it, Nintendo's made that content it's not at the forefront but it exists like you can kind of be a creator within certain limited parameters and i love that and that's my number one nintendo not those main properties things
1: i'll allow it i mean i guess with the because yeah there's the game builder garage and some of the labo vr stuff not Mario I all this stuff by the way those are two but whatever mario mario paint is far enough away that's fine I'll allow it. But anyway, we should wrap it up here on our episode 400. But 400.
2: Happy, happy 400 episodes. Happy. I, I gotta, I'll got. i take a moment to say, like, happy 400 episodes. I don't know what you guys said at the top of the show. but uh, yeah.
0: We said John's <laughs> probably going to say some shit later and just ignore it. No, we never said that.
1: <laughs> we didn't. Uh, yeah, we just. We never said we that. Didn't, we didn't say that. We didn't say that much about it. We just said, like, we started whenever. We've been on for however many years. And how are many listeners? But thanks for anybody who yeah. gave a shit and listened to us or John. Say
0: your thing. I wasn't or, trying responded to speak to that. us
1: or Patreon
0: us or whatever. Um, you know, I'm just saying like when
2: I tell people, you know, oh, we got a, a podcast. You know, some other folks will be like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I can tell like like a lot of folks have a podcast this day and these mm-hmm. days and these days, um. Then I'll kind of explain a little more, and I'll say, oh yeah. I'm, we're closing in on 400 episodes. They go what? You know, I mean, like, um, that it, it's, it's an achievement that uh, we should pat ourselves on the back on.
0: That's no, I was mean. telling folks that tonight, like, big I was 400. Like, yeah, we're about to record a 400th episode, and they were just like, wait, what?
1: I posted it. Yeah.
0: People do podcasts, but
1: I posted it on the di- on, on the di- on the Discord and on the on the twit on the Twitter's. But yeah, 400 episodes think, uh, since uh, 2005.
0: We are a force. I mean we're we're whatever version of force a force is, but we are a force and we will keep making episodes and you better believe five hundred is gonna be a very special thing.
1: <laughs> two years from now, we gotta gotta do that. But yeah, we gotta gotta wrap up this one. But yeah, the hopefully you appreciated that. And if you like we're us We're not even
0: talking about Game Awards that mm-hmm. happens tomorrow.
1: Well, we could talk about that next week or something. Uh yeah, whatever. But yeah, exactly. I mean neither I'm the only one that watches them, so it's fine. But, uh, I'll be
0: watching him this year because I.
1: Oh yeah, because we got a bet on that. We got to send Jeremy five dollars maybe tomorrow. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you want to hear more of us, go to patreoncom slash podcast. And anybody who's watching the Twitch, you could see this video if you give us five bucks or whatever. You give us a dollar. There's different levels, you know. You give us fifteen bucks, you can get like uh you can get like uh coffee cups and posters and shit if you want that sort of thing through patreon you can check that out or nintendo or youtube.com slash...
2: of them in celebration of the episode
1: yeah or you can go to youtube.com slash nintendo domain podcast or i said on the twitters at nintendo underscore domain and at jmx we're on there um yeah we're all around you can look just search us on google or whatever you can find Nintendo domain wherever you whatever and you know leave us a review or something that sort of thing i don't think that matters anymore but do that but yeah 400 episodes thanks for listening we've been
2: your we host thank you for listening to all these episodes
1: yeah and if you haven't heard all of them go back to one and just listen to all of them and you'll probably be good for the next like five yeah. years like just <laughs> listen to start at
0: one and work your way through about 400 and then you should get it mm-hmm.
2: and then just write us a summary and send it to us next week
1: just to uh, make a compilation of all the times that we all say dumb shit or something like, how many times does this person say, hey, I have this, or I got this on, or, or I played this when I was a kid, or whatever? Those sort of things. But yeah, thanks for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
0: Jerry McCaskey. John Editor.
1: And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. See you next week.
0: See ya. See ya. See ya. Times 400. See ya. See ya. Times 400.
1: the audio now now i'm rolling so we can start this so off so this officially. for those
0: listening just audio this is the part where you can hear
1: <laughs> all right welcome uh this week at nintendo main it's our episode this week I-
3: uh